In a world where heresy blankets the airwaves, religious stuffed shirts suck the life out of Sunday morning, and prosperity teachers rob grandmothers of their pensions, three unassuming ministers endeavor to shine the light of biblical theology and put the fun back in fundamentalism. Broadcasting live from the Hall of Dogma. Brought to you this week by Red Bull, no dose, and a six-pack of funny-tasting cola. Welcome in to episode 56 of the Gospel Friends. I am Reverend Verbage. I am Captain Crunchy, a.k.a. Nathan Martin. <laughs> Emmanuel, the General Marsh. And oh, I am, oh, go ahead. I'm not Nathan. I, I was so kind of keyed up on giving him a shout out. I, I said it too early. We, we might as well even, start we can't, let, we can't even let Nick give his introduction. We might as well I start the show. We're going to wake up later. time today. Yeah. Well, I'm Nick, apparently. Yes, you are yep. Nick, apparently. I'm Chase. Who runs this show. Five-man show tonight. Just like the... I'll uh, run this thing. Just like... No, don't. Let's take Wasn't it Nick that... Yeah, Nick Fury ran the Avengers. Yes. Nick yes. apparently runs the Gospel Friends. I am the puppet master. Or at least the person who gets it online. Welcome into episode 56, the late night edition. It is after midnight in the Hall of Dogma. Usually fit your numbers tie more specifically into your brought to you by. Is, Sometimes. Is this just lazy? lazy no, this sounds lazy because I think every yeah. other episode no, did tie it in. It does not. Go back and listen to them. I challenge you. I'm some not, of them I'm tie in. That. Some of them tie in. Some of them do not. You guys do not pay there. attention when I talk, I was, which I have said for years. I was sitting there like, 56? What does that have to do with no dose? Exactly. because it's, it's late. All right, I David, do that all the time. To start the show? No one pays attention when I say anything. Oh? Case in point. We're glad to be joined by the general tonight, who um, actually took six hours to decide today whether or not he was actually going to come on the show. <laughs> well, who can blame him? <laughs> I texted him like yeah. one. It's even more than six hours. I texted him like one. He he texted me at 930 and said, okay, I'm coming. Yeah. Eight hours. Thanks and for you joining us. you managed to tell us at 10. Did you think about it the entire eight hours? No, I uh, I took a nap and woke <laughs> up and I was watching some M- MMA. What are these naps uh, he speaks of? Uh, it's well, people love- things that people without kids do. Oh, yeah, it's called enjoying life. Oh, mm. uh, that's tough. You guys <laughs> haven't done that in a long time. No. <clears throat> then I woke up. My wife's like, "You're gonna be up late anyway, yeah. so why don't you, you know, drive thirty minutes and go rep- record a podcast for free?" There you go. Shout out to your <laughs> wife. Uh, <laughs> I noticed he said for free. All right, tonight on episode 56, we're going to be uh, dealing with the tragedy in Charleston, South Carolina this week, um, the uh, shooting at the uh, Emanuel Church, yep. and uh, talking about the uh, various aspects of that, uh, the fallout from it, and uh, some of the uh, social media uh, comments in the wake of it. Uh, we're also going to be dealing in uh, later on with another segment of the now famous snap lines. Yep, that we had to explain to Emmanuel what exactly it was. Well, it was trending on uh, Twitter all last week, and uh, is apparently becoming a big deal in pop culture. Indeed. Now, now it is. who who brings us snap lines? Uh, that would be Fleek McConnell. No, actually, no? it's not. I can't. Fleek McConnell? Yes, McConnell. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> okay. All right. And we are going to uh, also look at How the... How out of touch is David that he can't even make the joke right? I don't even know what that who what it's that fun. is. I don't even know who Fleek anybody is. 
What awesome. What does that name come from? It comes from the millennial expression on fleek, which means. means, you know, kind of you, you look great. I mean, everything's perfect. You come out perfect. Oh. Hair's great. You, you look great too, tight. man. Thank you. Thank okay. you. So people actually say that? Fleek? They say on fleek. Oh, by the way, I, on fleek. Speaking of which, I read this week that the popular phrase bay. Yeah. You know, you're my bay. B-A-E. You know, B-A-E yeah. is actually Dutch for poop. Um, how about that? So kind of a kind of a backward slam there. Yeah. So when uh, you know, they're my bay, you're basically saying you're a pile of crap. Well done. Exposing millennial myths left and right. Welcome According to, to the Gospel Friends. The Urban Dictionary, which can be trusted, correct? Oh, absolutely. I love Urban Dictionary. What were you thinking? We're going to take a look at the world around us, and I promise you guys, this I may have the most disturbing story in the history of What Were You Thinking? Gee, wow. Thank Today you, on episode 56, a trend all over the world that will make you cringe. Well, considering that some of your previous stories have had to do with uh, digestion of... Um, toe peels and things like that i am a little afraid i bet you will be in the corner curled up in the fetal position probably but to uh get started tonight we're going to ask a question from uh christianitytoday.com will leaving baptist in your church name scare people away yes or no yeah probably emmanuel (laughs) (laughs) all right so last year the National Association of Evangelicals asked its members if they included their denominational affiliation in their church name. Over half, 63%, said they did not. Um, Christianity Today says it's a tricky line to walk. Naming your denomination may come across as more rigid or old-fashioned, but leaving the name out can appear sneaky or unstable according to a 2013 research study. Uh, so kind of the uh, the question is... Research study by who? The uh, Gray Matter. Oh, okay. Research group. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. So uh, now LifeWay has also done some uh, study, LifeWay research based out of Nashville. I think Ed Stetzer is... Uh, does he lead that group? Uh, he does, yeah. yeah. So among LifeWay's findings, about half of Americans view denominational names favorably, while the other half feel it's uh, either negative, uh, they feel negatively or indifferently toward it. And so um, according to Scott McConnell, no relation, vice president of LifeWay Research, he says it, would, it depends on who you're trying to reach, but some denominational groups have as much brand equity as non-denominational churches, which have been growing the fastest. Churches began dropping denominations from their names in the 1980s, according to Ed Stetzer. Uh, but uh, it is, it's kind of picking up steam. So the, the question, you know, essentially that they're asking is, does it help or hurt to leave your denominational name uh, associated with your church, on the church sign in your publications? Uh, so some people say it hurts. Uh, because you might get branded old-fashioned or rigid. Other people say you need to have it in there because uh, otherwise it's kind of like you're being sneaky and not wanting people to know who you are. What say ye, the general? Church name in the uh, – denomination in the church name, yeah or nay? I think all of those reasons are right. Um, it could hurt you because if somebody's looking for a Baptist church – and you're a Baptist church, but you don't advertise as a Baptist church, well, they won't come to your church. Um, so it, it could 
hurt you in that way. But it could also hurt you if people don't like Baptist churches. And then, you know, so if you're a Southern Baptist and they don't particularly uh, like the denomination, then obviously they won't come to your church without even going to your church to see if it's a church that they could possibly uh, like. So, so I don't think there's a really a wrong answer. Um, but I do, I do agree with the deceptive thing. Like if you're a Baptist church and you're like, well, I don't want anybody to know we're Baptist. Like, I'm not saying that they're doing it for duplicitous reasons, but it could come across that way. Um, if you're a Baptist church and anybody know you're Baptist, I'd say you're probably not really Baptist. I mean, I, I assume if you don't want anybody to know you're Baptist, you're probably not. Like, what what constitutes you being a Baptist? If being you're, part if of it's, the convention, if it's part, yeah. So chances are you, you know, you're probably really not a part of but it. They anyway. don't, but people don't want to advertise that way because they think it scares off yeah. uh, millennials who just kind of have a distrust of old organizations, I guess, maybe. And who tell each other that they'll look like poop, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, go ahead. Yeah, so I I don't think there's one answer. I think it helps some, it hurts some, and it just really probably depends on who you are, who you're trying to reach. Because um, here's the thing, when, you, when you're branded as something, there's always going to be some kind of connotation. Yes. So if I... Like, I probably would never go to a Methodist church. I don't have anything against Methodists. I just don't see myself going to a Methodist church. Um, but if you think Episcopal, you think maybe yeah. liberal. If you think, you know, Catholic, you think certain things. If you think Anglican, you think certain things. Um, so it, it's... I kind of like the idea, though, of not being branded... You know, I mean, if unless you just really are rigidly following the denomination, which I don't know a lot of. But then why join the convention? I don't know. Well, I'm talking about for any denomination. I'm just saying if, if you're rigidly following the denomination, then okay. But I, I don't know a lot of churches that that do that, yeah. uh, that rigidly follow it. I like a lot. get their walking orders from the denomination. I'm in, just saying I don't. In my old church that I, that I was a member of for a long time, they there it was a Church of God church and – uh, we had a pastor, and I'm not going to say he was trying to make it young and hip because that might not have been his his goal, but that's what ended up happening. And he took the Church of God out and and dropped it, and um, and it wasn't like it was still on the sign and everything because it was a expensive stone sign, so you couldn't change it. But but on all the uh, the uh, you know bulletins and all the stuff that went out, it was. You know, he changed the logo and everything, um, and we kind of thought that was kind of an attempt to like play down the Church of God stuff, which I I didn't particularly care for. So. Well, I think it, I think it can be. I, I think when you do that, there's a couple of different motivations we can do that for. Um, the, the Hall of Dogma Church is a Baptist church. I, I guess some longtime listeners might know that we're Southern Baptist Church, but. I think people driving by our church on the highway, when they see Baptist on the sign, they are probably looking for something that we're not. Because we're not – I mean we're Baptist theologically, and especially in the sense of baptism, but we are not a typical Southern Baptist church really in a, a, a lot of ways. 
and and so we've talked about here whether we should take the sign, the, the name off the sign. In fact, the, really, the only reason we haven't is because uh, you know, it's ten thousand dollar process to replace the church sign. Our our discussion was not oriented towards being hip and cool and, and attracting the non denominational crowd. Our discussion is oriented towards if people are looking for Baptist, they want to keep going a mile down the road to First Baptist because that's Baptist. We're not usually what people are looking for when they're looking for Baptist. If they're looking for a more traditional, yeah, so people will come here Baptist thinking church. it's Baptist and then they'll be disappointed. We had a guy. We had a guy. <laughs> that that, we had a guy came here one time. Who he came here. Uh, we had posted. We were doing a series, uh, cultural series on homosexuality and how the church should respond to that. And uh, Chase did the Chase thing, and he posted the sermon out in in multiple locations. And this guy who lives an hour and a half south of here actually, you know, heard it and drove out here for the second part of the series and, uh, got some, some friends of his who live in the area to join him. Uh, and the funny thing was when, you know, he pulled up, he said, if I'd passed this church, I'd saw the name on it. Had I not heard your sermon, I would have never stepped foot in here because he was a, he was a Pentecostal, uh, continuation guy and he just thought most baptist churches didn't believe in the holy spirit but he brought his friends with him <laughs> they don't he brought his friends with him who oh, were, he brought funny. he brought his friends with him who are real traditional baptists and he thought well at least they'll like it well they ended up hating it and he loved it uh so the baptist people didn't like being here and the guy who was the more pentecostal guy loved loved it so so what's not baptist about you guys well here's the thing i don't actually think based I'm not on sure. I'm what not defini- sure i know what traditional baptist is that's the thing i don't think definition wise I, I, this is what i say about the church is that we're a southern baptist roots church in in other words the the roots of this church the founding of it was southern baptist i don't think by definition we are today because is it the beer on the tables? <laughs> uh, look, we we don't participate in the, the, this church, and it has not since I've been here, which was which is uh, twelve years now. We don't send people to the convention. We don't give to the cooperative fund. Okay. I think we do sometimes. No, we well, I guess we won't argue about that on the air. But the bottom line is, I don't think we do the things. We don't do the things traditional Baptists that traditional Baptists yeah. do. So I don't know what definition we we, we believe in See, baptism. We believe is. in what, baptism by immersion. We do believe what that. What do traditional um, Baptists do? Well, they do those things. They that, give that to the cooperative about. fund. They okay, go to the so Southern Baptist so it's Convention. More of a structural thing. I think it's more Cause, of cause, cause participating I, in the convention. Because I was thinking my more definition. of a yeah, church, like a worship service kind of thing. So people come expecting a certain type of. Feel and look. I think those lines. Service. I think those lines are getting so blurred now. Even in the Methodist Church, they're doing contemporary services. That I, I think you could walk into a lot of churches from several different denominations, see their worship service, and it probably look about the same. Yeah, in my opinion. More and more, I think you're right about that. I mean, like I said, Methodist churches are doing contemporary services now. I think if you, if you're just talking about just going in and the style of worship music. You would not have in the traditional Baptist churches I grew up in. You had hymnals, pews, uh, choir director. Um, you uh, you yes. know thirty minute sermon, real worship, <laughs> thirty yeah. minute sermon, and you were done. This church we have you know I, most None of that. most Baptist churches believe I guess in in all the gifts of the Spirit, but I don't know. No, that no, no, no. I would say no, most do no. not. Okay. No, Most no. are functionally cessationist, I would guess. Yeah. If not, blatantly, I'm looking for something to throw. Y'all boo me. 
Yeah. Okay, so then there's a, another huge difference there. Yeah, so we would be a I was saying practically. Still, I was yeah. going to say maybe they believe in them, but they no. it's not there's it's not thing, operating. Well, no. That's the thing with it. There's theological How aspects you know? of denominations. You, 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 you just said a, you don't know what a I Baptist to, church I is. I went to a Southern Baptist college for four years. Okay. And, and Well, there was that Southern Baptist seminary. That, and they, be, they, they believed in – they for all intents and purposes, they were not Trinitarian. They were – Unitarian. They talked about Jesus all the time. No God the Father. No Holy Spirit. And I, I, and I just always found it strange. Like, man, I've never heard God the Father even mentioned. It's always Jesus, and that's it. What wasn't it? A, was it a seminary or a convention, Southern Baptist, that um, outlawed the? You couldn't be a. You couldn't go to the no. seminary if you believed in speaking in tongues. Uh, and there were the missionaries. You couldn't be a missionary that uh, was, for yeah, a while the did with that. the IMB. Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary uh, is, is one of the largest of the Baptist seminaries. And uh, its president, uh, Paige Patterson, mm-hmm. um, is is fairly militantly cessationist. And there has been some back and forth. I think they rooted out a few pastors who might have had a charismatic bent to them uh, and, and d- did some things like that. So pretty pretty darn cessationist on most of the seminaries. Al Mohler yeah. is largely a cessationist. Yeah, and I've actually been looking at uh – attending a, getting a phd at southern and it's like do i really want to go here and i'll actually i actually like al moeller but it's like do i want to go to a university uh where people don't believe the bible um so it's, <laughs> yeah well i think this is probably i wonder how many people are you know it, it's becoming like this where especially in the baptist world maybe you you don't really know what it means to even be a part of that denomination. I, I think I've got some friends who are I got a buddy that's a pastor in the Methodist Church, and um, I think they, you know, he kind of knows it's a little bit more rigid. They have a little bit more structure, uh, similar to maybe like Church of God is. Um, although even he has told me they don't at their church necessarily follow all of that structure. I just wonder if you have kind of a generation of younger pastors that are coming up that just want to kind of be known for what they do there and not necessarily the the preconceived thoughts that someone might have toward a denomination. Um, and, and so more people are just kind of leaving it off. It's a good question. Somebody on Periscope asked, um, Nick Kedge's name, but somebody on Periscope asked, should churches place um, should churches place a statement of belief on their website so that you I can know most churches in? did. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I think most do, and I think that's a good idea. I, I think that's uh, I think somehow people should be able to find out pretty quickly and readily how what you believe, you know, what you believe and why you believe it. Um, by the way, uh, Periscope is uh, just a, a tool that we use, uh, kind of a video broadcast. You can watch the show live if you catch the link when we record, and you can do that in on our uh, Facebook page. Uh, which you can get to hallofdogma.com. That'll take you to our Facebook site. A lot of times we'll post the Periscope link if you want to watch the show live as we record it. Before we get out of this segment, though, guys, there is a in part of the article talks about how not all denominations are viewed equally. So when Lifeway Research was doing their, uh, their study, they did a phone survey, basically asked, you have a favorable or non-favorable opinion of this particular denomination. Uh, so uh, give you guys an opportunity. What do you think was the most favorable 
denomination, and what do you think was the most unfavorable denomination according to the survey? Favorable, I'm going to go Anglican. Um, I'm going to say Baptist was most favorable. Nicholas? Sad probably guess Methodist. Okay. Actually, Baptist was the most favorable. 61% people had a favorable view of the Baptist church. That's just because there's more of them. Where was the poll? Uh, Lifeway did his phone survey. That's why I said Baptist. Oh, no wonder. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Walmart did a survey. Which is your favorite big box retailer? And Walmart (laughs) somehow won. won. It was amazing. Second most most favorable denomination. This is funny. They listed it. Catholic. Catholic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so basically, yeah, just yeah, it's, it's just a numbers game. All right. How about They're the least, how about the least favorable? At least favorable is not actually even a denomination, by the way. But, oh, really? Yeah. It's Jehovah's like, Witnesses. No, nah, I mean like it, it is. I, I, anyway, Mormon? Church of Christ. No, they didn't make it. Life way didn't put him on the list. All right. Uh, Episcopal. Well, that is that's a denomination. Yeah. All right. Assemblies of God. Was forty five percent unfavorable? Yeah, they they well they get uh, excuse me forty five percent favorable. So they okay. were next to but Pentecostal was yeah, the least favorable. Oh, that's not but Pentecostal yeah. is not really a denomination. What? Well, that's because Pentecostals believe the Bible. <laughs> Some believe parts of it. And Jesus, uh, Jesus said, you know, if you if you love me, people the world will hate you. See, I I have, but if you're a Baptist, you're good. I've got a friend. I don't remember at that least. Verse. That identifies as Pentecostal, but not the traditional Pentecostal denominations, Assemblies of God, Church of God. Mm-hmm. They they even push back on them. So, yeah, I, I mean, can see I, why Pentecostals get lit. I'm lumped. a Pentecostal. I, I consider myself a Pentecostal, at least a charismatic. Went to Pentecostal church for 16 years. And people, it's a branding problem more than an actual problem. Well, I think when people hear well, no, sometimes it's an implementation problem. When people hear Pentecostal, they think uh, TBN, they think 1920s, 1930s. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a branding yeah. issue. Charismatic yeah, it, is a word that it... And it, it's not really much better. better. Well, not what I was going to ask is, is the pastor from your Pentecostal church, the pastor I'm thinking of that we've talked about before? I don't know. Okay. Dramatic pause. Um, anyway, uh, he was a good shepherd of his of his flock. That's who I'm thinking of. Right. Yeah. Yes, and and he he kept a lid on crazy, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and, yeah. and there's a lot of Pentecostals that actually encourage the crazy. Well, see, I don't know and that so, every every crazy is that necessarily a Pentecostal denomination. You see what I'm saying? But there are a lot of Pentecostals that are free range Pentecostals, or they're from a. <laughs> I, I, I think you have to. I mean, they just lump them together, but I think it depends on what. You know, similar to God is not the same as Church of God. Although right. They're very close. But I think you, but people you've get got other Pentecostals that are, that are, you know. Ain't no crazy like free will Baptist crazy, baby. <laughs> I don't know the free will. Let's see. Can you be a free will Baptist? I can't, but some people can. It just depends. I, I, I've never been to so a free people will in the Baptist. Hall can go. Uh, it's a little... I'm not 1950s. Uh, but here's the thing. Like, I've, I've seen crazy Baptists, but they don't have the brand that, that Pentecostals do. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and some of that, like I said, like branding problem. problem or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because people, if, here's the thing. If you're a Christian and you do something crazy in public, people just assume you're Pentecostal. <laughs> like, they don't even, you can be a, you can be a, a you can be a Methodist. That's a very valid point. And people just assume, well, they're doing something crazy, they got to be Pentecostal because, only the Holy Spirit makes you do stupid stuff, and that's <laughs> you know that's 
that's a branding problem more so than it's so good to have Emmanuel back on the show. All right, you know. if if you have some comments on some, uh, this topic, some thoughts, the nomination, should you put that on uh, your uh, your sign or not, or which denomination do you find the most unfavorable? That would be fun. Yeah, or if we offended your denomination, join us at hallofdogma.com and tell us why we're crazy. Or if you did. Or knows plenty of other people. Or if yeah. we didn't offend your denomination, join hallofdogma.com and we will. Exactly. Oh, we'll put it it's on our list. Matter of time. So again, the hallofdogma.com, you can go there. It's our Facebook site. Uh, it's a closed group, but uh, that's only because we just try to keep the crazy people. Out. No, that's and not, we're not that's doing a good job one. of that here lately. <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, Cornelius okay. Furtick. What in the world is that? We try to keep the crazy people in. Perhaps. Yes, that's what it wow. is. Exactly. The main Virtual thing way. is we don't want you trying to sell us crap. So uh, if you're a spam yeah, uh-huh. account, we're going to we're gonna boot that. you. But other than that, we'll be glad to let you in. Come on in. Hallofdogma.com. Uh, join us on Facebook uh, for those discussions. You can also reach us, email thegospelfriends at gmail.com. Right now, guys, it is time for the infamous What Were You Thinking? Oh, boy. Real, real quick, if I had something to say about that segment, where do I say it? In the future, at the Hall of Dogma, and that uh, that world class transition there brought to you by Nick and Chase and your mom. What were you? <laughs> what were you thinking this week? This is the segment where we take a look at Reason the world. Why we should not record after midnight? <laughs> we take a look at the world through uh, various stories. We're going to start in Dusseldorf, Germany. Dusseldorf. No, this is Dusseldorf. Oh, okay. Is that 30 it's, miles down the road? It's, it's a different place. Okay. place. Okay. It's a different place. This is also the segment where I uh, mispronounce cities from all over the world. When a train passenger in Dusseldorf, Germany, saw a dead bearded man in a blue coat and red tw- trousers near the railroad tracks Tuesday Trousers <laughs> is one of my favorite words. Tuesday evening, he immediately reported it to authorities. A helicopter crew soon spotted the potential victim. Indeed, he was wearing red pants, blue outerwear, and a red cap, and a white beard. However, the so-called lifeless body was actually a partially deflated Papa Smurf balloon, according (laughs) to the Daily Mirror. Members of the rescue crew said the balloon victim looked like a little deflated, uh, but was otherwise fine, according to the press release. So they, they actually took a helicopter, like spent money to throw out a rescue operation, and it ended up being a... Papa Smurf balloon. That so, looks nothing so, like a human so body. Hold up, like, like somebody really called that in. Was this body hard to get to? Like, okay, yeah, it was kind of in a remote spot. Okay, because I'm railroad tracks. I was going to say, like, in the south, when you find something that you think is dead, your first recourse is to what? Poke it with a stick. Before <laughs> <laughs> Appar- you start calling in the, yeah. you know, the uh, helicopters to evacuate, you poke it with a stick. <laughs> see if anything happens, and then you proceed accordingly. So. Apparently, this guy that reported was actually on a train, and he it was near the railroad track, so he saw it as the train was going like past the location, called into authorities. They sent a helicopter out there. It turned out to be a Papa Smurf. Dude, you're going like 100 miles an hour. You don't, yeah, you, you know, you, you don't know what you're saying. You can't really, you no. can't really know if uh, – by the way, here in Alabama, do you, know, you guys know they found a body in uh, the gorge at Nakalula Falls? Recently, yeah. yeah, just uh, like a week or so ago, and they actually reported it. Like some people saw it and reported it, and the staff didn't believe them, and so they just said, "Well, we'll, we'll check it out later." 
well, it the, turned out to be a dead body. First question you got to ask uh, along the lines of what Emmanuel said is, did you poke it with a stick? <laughs> that will rule out balloons and animals and is things that, like that. And, and people that are alive and drunk and sleeping. Uh, so, Have any of you ever, uh, ever found a dead body? Have any of you ever produced a dead body? <laughs> Let's go to Emmanuel first with that one. No comment. Okay. Uh, no, I've never, I, I have never come across a dead body other than like some kind of a, you know, have you animal or something? Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up in a bad neighborhood. So yeah, not not uncommon. Wow, we played in the woods. Was that hard to get over, or did you? Nah, I've, I've no. I've never Emmanuel's really, completely well adjusted. I've ne- I've never been bothered by death, so uh, it wasn't hard to get over. Mm. I've never found now, a dead- I feel, now. If it was like a death of a loved one, you walk in yeah. on maybe that maybe that's disturbing, but yeah, strange. Totally different story. I have never uh, found a dead body, um, but I grew up in the main streets of Mountain Brook, Alabama, and I heard a loud crash down the road from my house one day and went, and there was a there was a large truck that had plowed into a house, and essentially a, a, an older, corpulent grandmother was uh, cooking in her kitchen. She got blasted by that truck out on her back deck, and I came upon her in the backyard, and she was not past yet but she was um oh wow yeah very uh um, soon to be i can't say much more we'll lose our family tag but it was pretty gruesome i'll say that i think she made it though all right how about uh how about let's move on to something not uh not quite that nasty yeah not quite that nasty doctors keep teen awake for a week to keep parasite from tunneling into her eye okay that's worse oh really uh, it's a little worse yeah that's okay 18 year old jessica greeny uh, learn the hard way that contact lenses may seem harmless, but they can cause uh, some serious damage to the eye. She was nearly left blind last month when a parasite burrowed into her eye and started feeding on her cornea, all because oh. of a contaminated lens. Sam, are you listening to this? Change your contact takes. lenses, people. Stop having them in for four days. That's crazy. I, we know a guy who leaves them in for like a month. At I don't time wear contacts more. because I have great vision, but like it amazes me how long people leave these things in their eyes. Yeah, like it's not good. Ugh. The uh, they'll take them out and like lick them and then put them back in. Oh, yeah. no, ah, no, no. Don't do that. People do that. Jessica first noticed her eyelid was drooping. They don't have she any thought fluid. She they, thought she had a minor infection. She visited the hospital. They told her it was an ulcer. Gave her some medication, but a week later, her symptoms didn't go away. This time, the doctor scraped and tested a layer of the eye in order to get a better idea of what was going on, and it turned out a parasite called something I can't pronounce, acnethamobia keratitis, was actually living in her eye. To keep the, to kill the parasite and keep it from tunneling in, uh. Jessica had to undergo a torturous treatment that left her sleepless for seven days straight. Nurses would visit her room every 10 minutes, waking her up to administer eye drops. Oh. Every how many minutes? Ten. For a week? Yep. Oh, there's her eye. No. Oh. Hey, so how about one time I was uh, wearing, you know, I first started wearing contacts, and I woke up that morning because I, I would sleep in them back then and couldn't find it. So I just assumed like it fell asleep, you know, yeah. fell out during, fell asleep, fell out during the night. So I put a new pair in, <laughs> went on about my business. Two weeks later, two, two weeks, weeks later, later, I was... Uh, <laughs> I was playing video games and something just really like started bugging my eye, and so I, I went to the mirror and the 
the contact lens came down like from the back of my eye. <laughs> it was underneath the eyelid. And so it had been in the back of my eye for like two weeks. Oh, my then, gosh. How long ago was that? Oh, it was years. I was, uh, I was 17, 18. Did you know the gestation period for those, those worms <laughs> is about 20 years? Is so you it, probably have one right now. You think so? Yeah. In right fact, now something is right growing. there. Here, let me get it for you. Yeah, that's no, good. <laughs> All right, guys. I, I, I'm sorry. Chase, I didn't mean why to, are you obsessed with touching David's face tonight? I didn't mean to I gross you guys that. out. I didn't mean to gross <laughs> you. How about a story that we're – this is not funny. It would have uh, – but it was just interesting to me. We don't have time to discuss <laughs> because, it. Because the other two stories were hilarious. Yes, awesome. Okay, well, this, this is not Possible supposed to be goofy. Body. But there was an Australian <laughs> tribunal uh, who forced a Catholic woman who was seeking asylum from religious persecution in China yeah. to answer – questions about the Bible to prove whether or not she was a Christian. Interesting. Yeah, and so they ask her things like, what was the name of Moses' sister? Well, that's not an easy question. And what was Jesus' final Miriam. instructions to his disciples? Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying that. They ask her, like, really tough questions. Those aren't tough questions. <laughs> well, I mean, like, well, okay, but not, the, my thought was, okay, that would not was prove four. whether or not you were a Christian. Well, there's no test that can prove whether you're a Christian. Well, the... Australian tribunal thinks that they can, and they're asking Catholics who don't tend to know a lot about the Bible. Let's, Should I uh, not have said that? <laughs> Let's ask some Hall of Dogma Bible. church just... members and see if they can pass the Christian test. Otherwise, I'm just saying, like a lot of times, the Catholics are more focused on their book of like which one, prayer, the real one or the second one. I'm just saying they aren't, aren't they? What, liturgy? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, liturgy. Book of their, Common their, Prayer? Well, that's, well, that's in the Episcopal that's Church. Kind of that Episcopal have that. Thing too, yeah. Sorry to offend any of the All right, Catholics so homework, who know the Bible. Come up with a Christian test and give it to the Hall of Dogma and see who can pass it. That's a great idea. That's a good question. That will help us root out that. all these ridiculous supervillains that have been attacking us so much lately because they wouldn't know the answers. All right, let's get to the what were you thinking story that you guys have been waiting for. I thought it was the I one. No, here it is. Oh, no. To shave or not to shave, oh, I know this. female armpit hair is getting its moment. Oh, so, please. guys, apparently it is trending all over the world from New York to China on social media and red carpets. Women's hairy underarms are having a mainstream moment. Women are proudly showing off their underarm hair growth on Instagram and YouTube. People like, uh, by the way, Miley Cyrus apparently started this whole thing. Yeah, well, then it has to be wholesome. And uh, so, but like there are women all over the world who are blogging about this and posting pictures, YouTube, Instagram, uh, all over the world, not shaving their armpits. So, as as a show that's very in tune with our female listeners, as we have proven before, yep. what do you guys think about this fad, <laughs> Chase? Uh, deplorable. Really? Emmanuel, deplorable. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute! You would not support your wife if she decided she didn't want to shave under her arms anymore. I don't believe that it's necessarily a divorceable offense, but it's deplorable. Okay. Wow. This wow. is the part of the show where it's late and I need to watch myself. <laughs> um, I've been a man all my life. That's good. Not everybody can say that. Sorry. <laughs> that well, if you're David, you can choose to be a man or woman whenever true. you want to. As far as Mil-lib. parts of the body of a woman that I'm concerned with, 
armpits have ranked very low. Very low. What would you say? <laughs> you might want to, to be honest. <laughs> hey, Nick, before you leave, you might want to put potential edit point. <laughs> Maybe so. Y'all got access to Google. I feel like the, the emergency brake is slipping and the car is rolling down the hill just a little bit. <laughs> to be honest, I, I, if a woman's hot, she didn't even have to have arms. Like, I don't <laughs> Really? Okay, so hang on. No, hang I, on. I don't care. So you, you're saying that you could be. You could. You could be. So hot that you <laughs> that sound is Nick banging his head against the wall. You're saying you should be so hot, you could be so hot that you could out hot your armpit hair. Arms are optional. No, it, Arms it's not are even optional. About, well, even, there's 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 a title to remember there. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to say I'm what? not sure arms are optional. But you're the guy that said no. Here, go ahead, Nick. What? We're coming back to that. You've also said that women can't out hot their crazy. Is that right? No, they can. You just got to know. You just got to know how much you can. You know, stand. It's right. a sliding scale, isn't it? Exactly. Oh, and so arms are a sliding scale. Arms I mean, are optional. Here's here's the thing. If you don't have arms, can we be honest? Do you here? have to shave under them? Can are we, we be not honest? being honest yet? Because I'm I'm <laughs> looking forward to what's about to come out of your mouth here on misogynist friends. Go ahead. Look. <laughs> it's one a.m. By the way. <laughs> yeah. What does this have to do with massages? <laughs> I'll explain it to you later. Okay. Hang on. I want to hear this from Emmanuel. This is going to be good. I'm just saying, as as it pertains to women, armpit hair is not really a big... Okay. Who who, who is your... Who are women that you find attractive? My wife. (laughs) Also my wife. I I don't know what kind of... Not his wife. I I mean, your wife. I don't don't, know what kind of marriage I wouldn't say I I found your wife attractive or not. That would be wrong well we all know you do but so my, my wife doesn't care that i find other women attractive so i can okay. i can answer this question Good. um but you know i really like uh like redheads jillian anderson okay. amy adams amy, Ad- amy i'm with adams you there brother yeah. yeah yeah look i don't care what amy adams underarms look like okay i don't either if like if i didn't see them by the Even way, it, look, we have convinced a uh, a, a, a so female a f- member of the Hall of Dogma Church to stop shaving her on underarms. And, 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 Who's watching us at this hour? I, I'm, just, I'm not going to say. I'm just you well, know, just if saying. You check your phone. And, and this may be. To, and here's the thing: oh, God created women with armpit hair. Who are we to say that it shouldn't be there? I think uh, Emmanuel uh, likes this trend. No, uh, here's the thing. Look, you know. that's a good point. So Eve didn't shave under her arms. Well, that's now, only been going or her legs, unless you can prove so. that armpit hair is a you know. Now, 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 here's the thing. I draw the line at legs, though. Like I'm, I'm okay with. All right, so one one <laughs> one woman here says. <laughs> yeah. No. Like, all right, so one woman says, my mother's generation didn't care about that, but now it's become a headache for women in the summer as they have to consider whether to shave under their arms or not. Love it or hate it, not shaving under their arms has morphed into a call to action for other women as well as who are looking to be free of the constraint or choose themsel- choose for themselves without ridicule. So yeah. it's kind of a, a w- women's lib kind of deal yeah and it's and it's probably stupid and it'll go away but <laughs> you know I, I i just i don't that didn't make a woman unattractive to me like i said now i do i do i do like shaved legs i'm a leg guy you know uh legs matter i don't want you to have a beard <laughs> but armpits are just not 
you know. it's just become like a apparently just like a, a big celebrity thing, and yeah. I think people are just actually every now and then women like to play the victim card and say that you know the. Uh, <laughs> You know, Have we set up Emmanuel's email yet? <laughs> patriarchal society is oppressing women by making them shave their arms. Send your feedback uh, to the general doesn't give it at thegospelfriends.com. Look, I'm married. I don't really care. Okay. I, you know, I, well, I told I'm my not wife. for any wives. <laughs> this is not a battle I have to fight. I told my wife in no uncertain terms, if this was a trend she called on to, I would never shave again or cut my hair. Which is a big deal. So um, armpit uh, grooming is important to you. It is okay, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. My yeah. wife, my wife does shave, and that's fine. But I don't care if she does or not. Legs matter. Legs matter, but not armpits. Yeah. Okay, there you go. There's a part that the one a.m. in me wants to go to a different place. On the I, road, I, I have avoided that like the plague. It's been hard. All right, we are going to do a world famous. Gospel Friends whiplash moment, and that is where we go from absolute crazy to absolute serious. Chase leads us into our next segment. Okay, guys, so here's here's the situation. Everybody knows essentially the big story of the week. June seventeenth, two 2015, Charleston, South Carolina, at Historic Emanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church, a very disturbed coward who I personally am not a big fan of using uh, the names of uh, mass murderers because I think part of the reason they do it is to get attention. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm just going to call him D.B., um, this particular <laughs> which, which, gentleman, which is actually uh, very fitting, perhaps so. Uh, this particular gentleman went into the church, participated in a prayer meeting, and shot and killed a lot of people. Uh, it, it, it's a tragic situation. Everybody's talking about it. The conversations have ranged from racial issues to gun control to uh, psychological, mental illness to bullying. All of those things are kind of on the table. So I, I guess there's there's a lot of directions this conversation could go, guys. Nick, I think you said it uh, off the air. This might not have been a TGF podcast topic if it had not happened in a church, but it did. Uh, I do not particularly think that this was a religiously motivated crime. Uh, I think it's a lot more to do with uh, – uh, psychological trauma and, and somebody just trying to be a glory hound and, and a coward, um, hatefulness, all that kind of thing. But essentially, the person that perpetrated the crime said he was trying to ignite a race war. So, uh, Emmanuel, I guess we'll go to you first of all. How do you respond to that specific aspect of the story? What, I wasn't listening. What was the question again? <laughs> the perpetrator of the crime said he was trying to ignite a race war. What is your response to that? Um, I, I think that he may have thought that it was, that's what he was trying to do. He may have believed that. Um, from all the reports coming out, he was involved with some uh, white supremacist groups, and you know he was, had pictures wearing the apartheid flag. Um, and according to reports, he was mad that um, a girl that he liked wouldn't date him and dated a black guy, and he was upset, according to his cousin. Mm-hmm. So it's like 
there was a there, it was it was a racial element more than it wasn't a religious element. And I just don't know why he would like think that that would cause a race war. Um, and I thought if he wanted to really go to war, he should have went went to the hood and pulled a gun out and 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 seen what happened with people who shoot back. Yeah, look, he he didn't want to be part of a war. He, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. He may have thought he wanted to try to ignite one, but he didn't want to be a part of it. Yeah, and so, it, and some of this is just we've we've created this because we give a lot of attention when somebody shoots up stuff because we've got a twenty four hour news cycle, and that makes people I don't makes it make is a strong word that influences people because you're sitting at home thinking uh, I could do that better. Mm. You know, or hey, if I do this, I'll get this kind of attention. They'll be talking about me, and I'll be, and I'll be famous, and they'll have memorials every year about when this happened. And and when you live in an age where where young people want to be famous without doing anything already, just by posting themselves all over YouTube and Instagramming everything they eat and do, and Facebook and Twitter, there's already this kind of thing of like. I want attention. And well, some people that they go to extremes to get it. And I think that was the big issue, uh, there. So I, I don't think he's going to get his wish. Um, as far as the race war is, is concerned. What do you think is the solution to this repeated pattern of mass shootings? I think you kind of <clears throat> glazed over it. Uh, what, what it is. I'm, I'm thinking you have a solution in mind. The, the solution is, uh, arm citizens. Okay. If you're a citizen who is who is legally uh, able to carry a gun, carry a gun. Because mass shootings always happen in places, for the most part, where they ask you not to carry guns. So went to see the Avengers when it came out a couple of weeks ago, and they had this big sign that said, you know, no firearms beyond this point. And I was like, screw that. That's exactly the place where I'm taking my gun in because that's where people shoot. Schools, movie theaters, you know, church prayer meetings. They sh- those kind of places, things happen in places where they don't think people have guns. Nobody ever shoots up NRA conventions, <laughs> police stations, <laughs> oh, wow. uh, you know, hunting clubs. Nobody ever shoots up, you know, militias, you know, outposts or something. No, they gun stores never get shot up. People shoot up places where they think people won't shoot back. Yeah. And you can't – there is no way to stop somebody who wants to do something like this. Doesn't matter. And And I know the liberals are making this big gun push because they have to politicize because it's what they do and saying it's gun laws. He broke gun laws. He was not old enough to have a gun. His dad bought him a gun. Well, no, he was old enough, but he, I think his, yeah, he, I think, he was old enough, but he had a felony. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I didn't know so that. he wasn't allowed okay. to have so a gun. Okay. Um, but that didn't, gun laws don't stop criminals from having guns. I've been carrying a gun since I was 15 years old, and never once did I care if the law said I couldn't. We just went through steps to make sure we didn't get caught or. Or whatever, or took steps to make sure if we did get caught, our sentence would be lighter than you know. So, uh, you, the gun control is not the issue. 
Um, mental health is not the issue. And and to be honest, and I'm just gonna say this, the mental health thing only comes up when white people kill somebody. <laughs> when black people kill somebody, it's like, where are the parents? When white people kill somebody, it's like, you know, he was mentally disturbed. No, he wasn't. He was angry and he shot people. A lot of people get angry and shoot people all the time. So you're saying it's more of a sin problem than a mental illness problem. I don't even want to say sin problem because I think that's a cop-out. It's true, but Christians go to that route too. And it, like all over my Facebook feed, it's like, you know, there's still sin in this world. Like, duh, we get it. But like, it's it's a sin problem, but I think people get shocked when something like that happens. Well, how can you do it? Uh, it's It's not that hard to do it. People, you get angry enough. You'll be surprised what you're able to do. And so, I, you know, I don't want to give – and even though sin is not an excuse, it's a reason, but it sounds like an excuse after the fact. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, well, I mean, I think we at, – at the root, I mean, we have to say that ultimately everything we deal with is a sin. Exactly. You know, it's birth and sin, but I mean – That's kind of like the – There's there's still – you know, I don't, I don't even know how you would put it. I mean, what? There's still – factors to the sin there there's you know, there are yeah. cultural and um you know society issues and how you're brought up and that 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 somehow feed into that i mean i had i've talked on here before about having a had a pornography problem for years that was a sin issue the root of that was obviously sin but yeah. it was a generational thing it was it was you know it was caused by you know my dad had that issue and i and i found his stash of pornography and that created something in me so i mean the the, the problem yeah, that's was not, sin it's not helpful to just say hey it's a sin issue but that wasn't the only thing that can be said about it there were other factors yeah. there were other factors in there and so um you know i i appreciate saying it's a sin issue from a standpoint of trying to find some type of a solution in other words i don't think you can just make this these issues go away with rhetoric or yeah. anger or you know education yeah. i'm pretty sure that there's a whole bunch of <laughs> uh gospel coalition articles being typed right now that's saying it's a sin problem and the answer is the gospel <laughs> which is true yeah but it's like it's, it's i guess it's true and trite at the same time yeah you know so there, you know this this thing I, i've pondered this this week um thinking about this story and you know and and this 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 hits home i mean you know in in terms of i mean we've all been in a wednesday night prayer or small group study right we've all been in a situation where somebody walked into the building that we didn't recognize and from what we can tell this guy from what we're being told actually came into this prayer meeting or bible study asked for the minister met him was invited to the study, sat down next to him, and from some accounts was there for an hour. Yeah, he was there for. A I mean, I mean, he planned it out. This was not an. He was, you know, that's a little psychotic to me. I, well, see, I mean, that's the thing because, like, he didn't. He psychotic. didn't just go just, in shooting. Like, he waited to exactly. the end of the thing. I don't know if he participated or not. I don't know if he was in on the discussion or if he prayed or whatever. But he sat there till the end of it, and then stood up and said, "Apparently, I'm here to kill black people," and started shooting. I would love um, to want to know what they, what they were studying, what passage they were studying. Yeah, um, wow, like what matter. he heard. Yeah, but what, I, what did yeah. he hear? Yeah, I, I, I've wondered that this. Or week. what they were studying, like what if they were studying about 
you know, Steven, um, you know, or, yeah. wow. or, you know, something, something like that. But anyway, yeah. But, but here, look, here's a, so here's a group of, you know, all black congregation members, apparently, who welcomed in the young white dude that came in their midst. Yeah, they did what they were supposed to do. And as Christians. And then, you know, he stood up at the end and shoots him down and, you know, says, you know, these various things. We've heard him here to kill black people. And apparently somebody tried to stop him and said, you know, no, you guys are taking over the country and I got to do something about it. Um, yeah, well, we are 13% of the population. <laughs> I mean, the takeover is imminent. <laughs> it's, it's imminent. Is so, that why you came tonight? It's all part of it. Oh, yeah. crap. Yeah, because that's the first thing. That's, <laughs> whoa, that's the first thing you would do is you would take over the gospel, friends, if you want if you want to rule the world. Yeah. Hey, you're up 25% here. here here's something. That's a lot of growth in one night. <laughs> exactly. That's big time. Here's something that I've pondered this week. All right, so this guy, racist. I'm going to – maybe there's a different definition. I don't even think he was actually a true racist, by the way. Okay, well, here this is a good question. So my definition – somebody, somebody said, what's a racist? And, and you can – you know, you guys tell me if if I'm off or what your definition would be. I would say a racist is someone who hates someone else based on the color of their skin or their ethnicity. Would you give a different definition than that? Yeah, the definition I usually use is basically somebody who thinks that uh, one race is superior to another race. Okay, doesn't have to have hate involved. Doesn't necessarily have to have hate involved. Just no. we're superior. Okay, so here, here's the question. Then I've just thought about this week. Is there? I don't believe I'm racist it, 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 by either your definition or my definition. In other words, I don't. You know, I don't. I don't hate anybody because of their ethnicity. Yeah, uh, and there's I levels a, to it, by the way. I have a. You know, I think he's saying you're a mild racist. Yeah, that's what it sounds you're like. You're racist so, in places where you don't know. Well, yeah. so here, here's my question. I, this is what this is what I was going. I don't. I don't believe I'm racist. I don't believe I. I I think I'm superior or my race is superior. As a matter of fact, I've, I've said on many occasions, if there was a superior race, okay, it's me, not mine. Let me ask you a, a race, a race because, uh, barometer question. Okay. This is what I ask white people. All right. Because most people don't think they're racist. Yep. Your daughter brings home a black guy and wants to marry him. First yep. reaction. I pondered that a lot. You're going to have a tough life if you live in, that, in the South. I have, I have pondered that a lot. Um, and there's no doubt I would pause, but I would not forbid that. It's not even about forbidding. It's just what's your first reaction. Look, I, and, and, that's, and that's not even to say if your first reaction is kind of shock or anything that you're a, a flaming racist. Only you know, I would look in a in a heartbeat bring home a black man or any other race who loves Jesus over some white guy who's you know mildly attracted to the gospel or not saved at all here's my question and maybe I'm splitting hairs this is where I was going with this is there a difference between being prejudiced and being racist yes see because I I will and you know I've had this discussion before um I I've asked myself this week if I'm sitting in a restaurant and a black guy walks in with a hoodie versus a white guy walks in with a hoodie am I going to react differently now, part of that I'm not really sure because I'm kind of suspicious of everybody. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm just like always kind of on the lookout. But 
is there prejudice ingrained in us that we don't recognize? So I would have almost, oh, yeah. I would have answered your question, and I would have said prejudice there, not yeah. racist. Yeah. Um, and 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 so I don't think I'm racist, but I probably have to admit I'm prejudiced in some ways, either that I don't recognize or I have recognized over time. Yeah. And here's the thing: all white people are prejudiced. And it's and I say that it sounds bad, but what what it really means is. White people don't have to think about race. And so, like, and I have a lot of discussions with white people about race because I have a lot of white friends and they have questions about stuff and they can ask me because I'm not, I'm not easily offended by anything. But if you don't have to think about something, then it, it, it affects your viewpoint. So, case in point, I've got a lot of white friends on Facebook. And throughout these incidents with the, uh, different police police brutality things killing black people i read the comments i don't comment on them usually but i read the comments and people who i know aren't racist racist but there's like there's this sense of like well you know so for instance a friend of mine he's a he's a pastor southern baptist in texas is it on the sign uh yes. <laughs> okay. It's it's a first Baptist, I believe. It's not on the sign, it's not real. Yeah. Yeah, they they're loud and proud. So well, we're just seeing how committed he is, that's all. And after yeah, y'all remember seeing the pool party thing, the pool yes. party video yeah, where the, the officer yep. was kind of heavy handed. And he's and here and he types, Hey, if you don't break the law, you don't have anything to worry about. That is a racist prejudice comment coming from somebody who has no idea how black people get treated by police. He doesn't know because he's white. Yeah. Now, he's, Never now, now he's not a racist. I've known this guy for you know 20 years. He's not a racist. He doesn't think people are superior or anything like that. But he has a degree of prejudice because his experience is different. And that's what I mean. And, and, and here's the thing. I'm not – and I'm not even – and black people are prejudiced too. I'm not just excluding. But people are prejudiced because you, you – we don't experience other people's experience. You know what I'm saying? So he has no idea. It's like, no, you can be minding your own business and, and police mess with you. So, so what do we do to? And I'm, I'm sorry, Chase. What do we do to overcome? Let's let's dial it back from racism because if, if you if the word racism comes up, people lose their crap. Whether like what you're saying, no matter where they fall on that barometer, or they lose their bay. <laughs> For, for Good callback. Um, what do we do about the prejudice from both sides? Because and, and you and you said it, but you know, Lise teaches in a predominantly African American community, and mm-hmm. she deals with prejudice from the, from the flip side of things. To where you know she can be talking with not necessarily usually parents, but grandparents of a student, oh. and they they will not. I mean, they she just gets the stone wall. At best, sometimes she even gets hostility. African American teacher comes up and starts talking, switch flips, yeah. and, and they could have said the same thing. Yeah. And so what you know, it's it, there is a degree of both. And I'm not saying, especially in the South, that we haven't dug our own hole. That being white people, but what do we do when it's on both sides now? Well, and, and that comes from just a lot of a lot of prejudice comes from uh, distrust. Yeah. So, you know, they may respond to your wife that way because they don't trust her because she's white. Right. And which is a good reason not to trust her. (laughs) Even though she's been teaching in that school for nine years. Considering the history of the country. Yeah. Especially when you're talking about older people. 
Like some of the some of the most racist people you will ever find are old black people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like seriously, that's just the the truth. That's interesting. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it's just we can get away with it because we're black. <laughs> but but oh, well. So it, it's so some of that is just building trust. Yeah. And so they just they just probably just don't trust her. Yeah. Um, even though she's been there a while, they don't they don't know her. It's not like they hang out with her. I know it's it's just it, it is um, tough sometimes because and 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 I've and I've and I've worked in schools where the principal was white and the student body was black, and they did trust the principal. Really? Yeah. And and and. But how long and did that take? I don't know because I don't I don't know because he was there when I got there. Well, and but, and, the, but the parents trusted him a lot. But did it start with the students and then into the principals? And I know we're talking I think about a lot of school, it had to do with the principal. Um, okay, he just, you know, he he was he was just he was a good principal, and they 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 trusted him with their kids, and he you know that he didn't have that that kind of problem. Yeah, in fairness, um, it's the kids. But, but here's the thing: my mom's a teacher. Yeah, she teaches in, you know, a, a predominantly, you know, ninety nine point nine percent black school, and there are white teachers there, but the white teachers get treated better than the black teachers really? by the students. Yeah, really. Um. So there's a there's a lot that goes on in those kind. Can of your dynamics. mom talk to Lise and <laughs> tell her what to do? Do you, do you think? Well, don't get her over that. You know. All right. So on the flip side, do you think there's prejudice? All right. So do you think there's prejudice from the black community, the white community that thinks uh, all white people are racist? You know that? No, I don't think the black people think all white people are racist. Um, do they just start from that? Pit? Is there just an idea of starting from that position for safety but, or not but, safety? But what but he said I, earlier was not that all white people are racist. He said that all white people are prejudiced, and and yeah. he, drew, he drew a distinction between the two things. And I think it's probably a pretty helpful. And, and by prejudice, I mean you know there's prejudged, there's preconceived notions. Yeah, and yeah. like I said, and it's everybody. So it's not necessarily as negative that sounds. So I, I think and that's a fair I think, point. I think black people are often. Or, uh, distrustful. Yeah, um, I think that's uh, t- that, that's the to me the great divide. But they need to be. That, that's the thing I that think, and t- depending on the. And that's the interesting. Thing, like, I, I'm just. It's, I'll give you an example. I don't hate police because they're police, but I don't trust them. So when I see a police, I automatically think bad guy. Okay, I don't so, think good and that's guy. I don't think ser- yeah, I don't think servant protect. Yeah. I don't think he's a community servant. I don't think he's a hero. We were talking about this in my small group uh, Wednesday. It's like white people love police officers and and firefighters, and they just automatically say, "If you're a police officer and a firefighter, you're a hero." No, you're not. I don't really see you as a hero. You're doing your job. I got shot at. Nobody called me a hero. (laughs) I've done dangerous stuff. I didn't. You know, it's like, and 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 I say that is because uh, when I see a police officer. I'm always looking at him with the side eye, like I don't know. And practically speaking, this is not because you're a criminal, but this is, and you've explained this before. I just, I think this is fascinating experience for people to hear. Yeah, because you're pulled over frequently for for the, no reason. Yeah, I, I hadn't been pulled over re- recently, but last year, yeah. But it happens. Okay, you know? so the last two years, how many times have you been? Uh, let's say the last now five here, years. Now, here, now here's the thing, though. I don't get pulled over a lot because I I take precautions. So, so for instance, I have a, a Sanford University. It's the college I went to. It's a white school. And I put that on my car. Okay. 
That helps. Uh, my brother went to school. I was like, look, put your college tag on your car. It'll help. Yeah. Because when you go to different neighborhoods, they'll think that you maybe you're supposed to be there, if that mm. makes sense. That's wild. Uh, so so give you an example. A fr- me and a friend of mine, were, our small group we went to was at a buddy's house. He lives in Mountain Brook. So we're trying to think of which way to drive. Should we take the freeway and so we don't have to drive through as much of Mountain Brook? Or we should just take the back way and drive through a lot of Mountain Brook? And we looked at each other and we're like, freeway. <laughs> because we just don't want the hassle of going through Mountain Unless Brook. Unless avoid the streets. It's just easier. So I take precautions of, not to, of ways not to get pulled over. I wore a hat today. But driving, when I, when, I, when I got off the freeway and started driving through Pinson, took the cap off. You know why? Because when, when white people see black people with hats on or a lot of hair on their head, they think criminal. Hoods, hmm. just don't wear the hat while I'm driving. It's just hmm. easier. So there's certain, you know. It, it, I, th- I think the divide, as I was gonna say earlier, was the, the and I may be wrong, but and those are superficial examples. It seems to me the divide is that you know white people seem to think that you know white people, like you said, we don't ever think about race. I don't, I don't, I don't think we do. Because you don't have to. You're the majority. You don't ever have to. The only the, we went to Hong Kong a couple of years ago. When we were adopting. That we were over there for ten days. Loved it. Loved it. But it was odd. Because that was the first time in my life that I felt out of place and we were stared at a lot. And yeah. and especially when we actually got our son. And, they thought you were kidnapping. And so for uh, half of those 10 days, we, two Americans walking around with an Asian kid. And, I mean, we were – and I'm not talking about just people kind of stared at us. I'm talking about there was – Finger pointing and talking, and it was, uh, and we had been warned that it would happen, yeah. and it was obvious. And and I'm not even trying to compare that, but I'm saying that was the yeah. first time in my life that I stood out. Yeah, and we were very clearly on public display, and it was my it was brother, weird. My brother it was weird. The, he lived in Hong Kong for a year, and I mean, he got the same thing, obviously. Yeah, and people in China had never seen a, a lot of them had never seen a black person in yeah. person. So they were yeah. just like, it was like, you know, like seeing a unicorn, you know, so. But where I was going with that, with, <laughs> where I was going with that was saying, um, we don't think about it, but I think white people, like the perception of a, a white person is that black people think about it too much. Yeah. And, and what happens is, and I'm glad you brought that up. What happens is when race does comes up, White people's first thing is to get defensive. Yeah, um, and that's not to say the black people don't get defensive about certain things too. Because I, I get defensive, I just don't type it usually. Um, <laughs> white white people get defensive when race comes up, and so like all these. So you know, I was trying to troll a little bit on my Facebook page the other day, and I was like, "Well, it's a good thing that you know that that guy only killed nine people, and he wasn't trying to evade child support because he would have got shot in the back." Uh, referencing another story. Referencing the other guy from South yeah. Carolina. And somebody else posted something on my Facebook, and they were like, well, good thing he wasn't trying to sell cigarettes. Or, you know, he, he just listed all these different cases. Because white people think that those people who got killed by police deserve what they got. Some um, white people. Yeah. And, and and I'm talking about Christian white people on my Facebook page. Most people on my Facebook page are most white people are Christians, and they just – those kind of stories, they like, well, if you weren't involved with the police in the first place, then you wouldn't have got shot. It's like, yeah, but selling loose cigarettes shouldn't be a death penalty, and 
you know, running from the cops, yeah, it's probably not the best thing to do, but shoot somebody in the back, you know, and then they say, well, we feared for our life. But you're apprehending this guy who killed nine people. You're not afraid at all. Because here's the thing about this, this whole Charleston, to bring it back to Charleston. Black people weren't really even talking about the racial aspect of it, most of the people I knew. <laughs> they were more talking about uh, the aspect of, of, like, you hear things like, this is before they caught him alive, like, you know, 100 bucks says they take him in alive. Mm. You know that was that was that was kind of the, the, the black people are waiting to see. Like, are they going to apprehend him without incident? Because when it comes to a black person, everybody is afraid for their lives. No matter if they're uh, a guy walking around with an airsoft gun in Walmart, or they're a twelve-year-old boy with a you know in a park, or a guy running the opposite direction of the officer. The <laughs> officer always says, "We fear for our lives." Kill nine people, arrested without incident. And so that's that's what most black people were looking at. And I was looking at my timeline to see how the reactions were going to be. And, you know, it was interesting. Well, I've seen I've seen some statistics recently and I, I can't pull them up. So, uh, you know, I, I, I need I need to maybe put these in the show notes where well, what you're saying is has actually been borne out demographically, factually, that African-Americans in America are disproportionately by a long shot more much more likely to be shot by police not only in America but not I mean not not only compared to white people but compared to around the world that there really is statistical evidence that there is something of an epidemic going on an epidemic might be too strong of a word it might not of African Americans being shot by police and Quite frankly, this I, look. I was uh, before I went into the ministry. I was going to be in law enforcement. I went to criminal justice graduate school. Listen, Janus, you're a moron. Uh, the reason for this happening is not because most black people are criminals. That is I'm the assuming most, I was actually going to bring that up. I'm because, assuming. Because are you talking to somebody on I'm Periscope? Talking to somebody right on now? Periscope. No, but here's the thing: that's that, just that is absurdly ignorant. But but that is the common white response that I see. It's like, well, police do that because more black people are criminals and I my response is well police are also looking for more black people they're not it's not they're not patrolling through mountain brook looking for you know you know what i'm saying so it, it's deadly force law enforcement wise I, I i'm for it romans romans justifies it to a degree but as you say petty criminal situations somebody running away that's absurd and, yeah. and I, I question the integrity again this is a i'm a pro law enforcement guy i can understand why you might not be i'm pro law enforcement in principle but i question the integrity of somebody who shoots somebody else in the back and and, and for any any reason law enforcement wise that is, that is becoming judge and executioner, and uh, that troubles me. Let me jump back to something you said earlier, which I think was was quite profound. I don't I don't know if we gave it enough time. Um, you said you had a pretty good test for prejudice or, or racism, and and that was uh, asking a white person in this particular case. Or uh, black, you can ask a black person. Exa- too. Exactly, some black people it, who it works. You know, it, it works in every in every way. But asking somebody what what would what would you do if your your daughter brought home, you know, in, in our case, uh, an African American? I think it's a great question. I think that I think that one question really lays bare the heart because scripturally speaking, there is absolutely zero problems with a mixed race marriage. Societally, 
you might say, oh, it might be tough for my daughter to deal with that. But, I mean, frankly, we're living in 2015. How tough is it going to be? Maybe if you live in backwater bergs of of Well, it depends on where you are, I think. I think it depends on where you are in the country. Um, It depends on what race the whoever is because it's just it, it, yeah there's a lot of factors that's a good my point is that's a great question that reveals the heart that yeah. that is something that, that and, reveals and, the heart right and there. as somebody who's dated you know uh, white women um it's it's different <laughs> you know it's different uh and obviously we're in alabama so it's, it's gonna be different um, but uh i i, I think that it's it's interesting. So my my dad was a police officer. Uh, my he, I wasn't throwing shade on your dad, but no, no, it's fine. He was shot in a robbery at a uh, convenience store about two a.m. by a sixteen-year-old black kid. Um, I've never, you know, wasn't racially motivated. I never thought, man, that 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 kid shot my dad because he was black. I mean. The kid was in there trying to get money for drugs or whatever. And All the times you've told that story, I have never heard that it was a black kid. Well, yeah, because I've, I mean, I've never said that. That's interesting. Uh, so, you know, I've never – but, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, so there's there's part of me that – I mean, I'm, that's just where I come from. Like, that's – I don't think about race. I don't even think about race from that perspective. Like, I've never thought, oh, man, it was a black kid that shot my dad. It could have been a white kid. could have been, you know – Hispanic kid could be yeah. anybody. You don't really care. Just I don't really care. Somebody I mean, shot your dad. But I'm yeah. saying I don't have a I don't have a grid for that, and so that yeah. I, I tend to put that toward. That's why I tend to think. You know, I mean, I have that mindset. It's like, okay, this Charleston issue very clearly was racially motivated. He picked a black church. He was trying to kill black people. He was. It was. I mean, that was it. Um, there are some things I wonder sometimes. Okay, was that really? Was it really racial or not? But that's just where I'm coming from. It's hard to tell sometimes. I mean, that's just where I'm. That's where, and and so like right now in the country, we have had in the last year this rash of police shootings and you know this the Charleston situation. I guess if you could go back to Trayvon Martin, I don't remember how long ago that was. Yeah, um, I actually didn't think the Trayvon thing was racially motivated. And it was not necessarily law enforcement. Yeah. Although Geraldo got in trouble for telling black people not wear hoodies. But <laughs> Yeah. Geraldo just told everybody what, you know, every minority tells their kids. <laughs> he just said it on there. Yeah. But, you know, is there a th- – this lady today on, on, on CNN, um, this uh, used to be a uh, ESPN um, – ESPN vice president, and uh, um, her name is uh, Roxanne Jones. So Roxanne says that the title of this is Charleston Shooting Terrifies Black America. And she says the shooting at Emanuel AME Church in Charleston, South Carolina, it, um, shook my soul, and I can't recall any other time in my life that I felt this much hate and terror as a black American in my own country. And she just goes on to say that that this has, you know, she's angry. She feels angry, terrorized, ashamed of the nation, and this this incident has terrified Black America. So, you know, and, and you know, it's obviously she's a black she, lady. She's making that up. Look, go ahead. Well, I mean, my question was going to be: Are we like 
that's what, and I'm even trying to figure this out. Is everything that's happening and what we're seeing is this has something happened that people are kind of looking more at it now and looking for it? You know, racially motivated situations. So, or is it really on the uptick? I don't think it's on the uptick. We just have more eyes on it. There's a couple of things going on. Like, first of all, CNN is the biggest bunch of race baiters. (laughs) I love watching CNN, but they're saying they're really good at it. They're really, it's not something you would notice, but they're really slick with doing it because that's where they get their ratings from. So CNN aside, I don't know there's an uptick in anything. But the media, they cash things in that way because it gets some ratings. So the I, the Trayvon Martin thing, I don't think that was racially motivated at all. The reason that people thought it was is because, one, NBC doctored a 911 call um, to make it seem like uh, Zimmerman was – you know, asking if the saying, "Hey, there's a black guy walking in my neighborhood," and he didn't do that. So that's that's one thing. So there's a media, the media gains from racial tension. Let's just say that to sell stories. Heard. Then you have 2000 and what seven iPhone comes out. Is that when the iPhone came out? 2007. 2007. Yes. So we're only like eight years into this thing where now everybody has a video camera. Yeah. In their in their, you know, in their possession for the most part, and so you can record police all the time. Yeah, I remember when the when the when the Rodney King thing happened. That was like a big deal because black people knew that there was such thing as police brutality. I've been hit by police for nothing, you know, uh, not beaten like savagely, but I've been punched. Yeah, um, you have like for real. Yeah, when I was a teenager yeah. in in Homewood. Um, and that was like a big deal. White people still didn't believe it. They was like, well, he was on drugs and resisting arrest. And if you're resisting arrest, you deserve whatever you get, according to white people. But uh, but the iPhone, where everybody has a camcorder, and you can record police. And, and, and police, there's a reason why they don't want you to record them. Um, here's the thing. I know police officers. I know I've got friends who are sheriffs. They're not all bad guys. But there's something – and here's the thing. It's not even a black or white thing because I've been harassed by black cops a lot. But there's something about putting on the uniform that does that. Um, there's been a lot of made made about – I think the New York Times ran an article talking – maybe in the Washington Post about police recruitment films where they're just showing these guys bust down doors and tanks and SWAT teams. And it's like – so you attract a certain kind of guy when you do that, and I think that's a problem. But I don't think there's a, a lot of, you know, I don't think there's an uptick in incidences as much as there's just video of them. Um, well, that's a long way to answer that question. But blame Apple. <laughs> wow. Blame Apple. Well, it all comes back to the tech angle. Yeah. The, the, um, obviously, the incidents of, you know, tragedy. And, and, and I think that people are searching, you know, I think that's the question now is, you know, everybody's asking, you know, what do we do? I mean, this secular, secular, you know, news writers are asking, what do we do? Church leaders are asking, what do we do? Nothing. And, you know, that, that question is out there. Carry a gun. Well, I got that covered. You can't stop What's- crazy. You can stop glorifying it. I, I, I'm not yeah. opposed to carrying a gun. Do that. 
Um, but yeah, but, but the news media has got to stop putting these guys' names out. Make them anonymous. Blur their faces. I mean, yeah. If you do that, I think that would help. I think it would help. What were you going to say, Nick? Well, I, in, I guess my my question st- it takes a couple steps back from the carry a gun answer because I got – when I say hung up, blame that on it being 130 and my thesaurus shutting down. But it, it struck a chord with me when you started talking about prejudice and how I, I can walk through Walmart on a given Friday night. And you're right. I'm going to look at every person in there, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, doesn't matter. And I'm going to evaluate every last one of them. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, we all have a preset of conditions by which we group people. We make assumptions about people. And and for me, you know, when, when this – what do we say, if anything, about this kind of came up? I went, what good is going to come from three white guys – in a, in a Baptist church in Alabama, what are we going to say that's not going to get horribly misconstrued by the the wrong people? Um, be, you, because of, you leave all the horrible misconstruing to me, sir. Well, <laughs> <laughs> which is, which is why David. Which is why. But see that. But that's that's the whole thing is you know. And I even found myself going, look, if if Emmanuel come on the show, I don't mind talking about it. But I just I don't know if we should do a whole segment on it. Just us. And I was just us. And I was, and I think it was because. I had that prejudice, prejudgment about yeah. what would be assumed about us saying it. And and I think there is something at least we as believers can challenge other believers to. And it's and it's what you're talking about and, and, and I've made this statement on, on the show before, but when Facebook becomes for Christians becomes a political platform oh, rather than and, and again, you made the, the statement that, you know, there's so many of these when, when someone dies tragically God has another flower in his garden, trite, oh, I hate blah, those. blah, blah. Uh, and, and so I, I'm not encouraging the use of that they either. They should be tased. Don't disagree. Or worse. I still don't disagree. Um, forgive me, Lord, for what I was about to say. But, you know, how do we re- – we as believers encourage one another to redeem some part of our use of social media so that we are not – when we talk about things, it's about what matters, and it's we don't get sucked into these. Not that race isn't something worth addressing, being aware of. Not that a shooting isn't a tragic thing, but that's that's not what defines us. The gospel's what defines us. That's that's my concern with all these things, especially with social media. Yeah, and and social media, it, it's the thing with, with with social media is you don't really people don't know if they don't know you, you don't have time to show them who yes. you are. And so you could be saying the right thing, but if somebody doesn't know you, it's just like, okay, why do you feel the need to say that? It, it comes across as being just kind of trite and – I see uh, it happen in the hall. It, you know, guys that we, you know, we're just starting to become, develop a relationship with, they'll be talking about one thing, and I'll – there seems to be this consistent tone based on a few comments. You read the next post, you read that tone, but it's a completely different type of post. Yeah. And so – you know, you're you're reading all this tone into what they're saying, and on the second thread, they're just joking. Yeah. But you're not reading, and so and if, 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 it, if it's people in the hall that you know, you kind of know who they are. You know right. their tone. You know what they if they're joking or not. How much less easy is it, random stranger on Twitter yeah. or whatever? Yeah, and in and, and, and you know, in a psychology, you know, and that's what I studied. So it's kind of where I, a stereotype is not a bad thing per se. Mm-hmm. It's a mental shortcut. 
You know, that's what it is. It's a mental shortcut to save you some time of, of, of judging things. You know, you see something, it's it's big, it's hairy, it's barreling towards you, and your a brain vague. says, that might be a bear or a lady who hadn't shaved her own arms. <laughs> Which is scarier. Yeah. I so, think I'd probably rather go against a, the bear. You don't have time to be processing. Is this a dangerous animal? It's a mental shortcut. And I think as Christians, I think the first thing is to really uh, – and this goes for black and white Christians, is to examine your heart and see, do you have any prejudice? Because, and I see this with, especially more with white people, is white people don't ever think they have any prejudice. You know, they don't, and it's... it's especially white Christians. Especially white Christians. Because they think they're good Sorry. based on the fact that they're Christians. Like, uh, No, I mean, that's what I said earlier. I don't have I, any problem with the atheists on my page. <laughs> it's my white church-going friends who make the, they say the stupidest stuff, and they're not trying to be stupid. Right. They don't know they're stupid. You know? It's like... Can, my, I, can I suggest that as a title? <laughs> they don't know they're stupid. It's like my Southern Baptist friends who he, he sees a video of an officer, you know, with his with his knee on the neck of a thirteen year old girl in a bikini, and he thinks that's okay because, you know, they may have been at the pool party illegally, or you know, I don't even know the story or the whole story about that. But he's like, if you don't break the law, then that won't happen to you. Oh, look, what that guy did! If you watch that video, that guy was a that was guy was a first class jerk, and 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 what he did and everybody was everybody knows was that except for my Southern Baptist, Southern Baptist pastor now, friend. I honestly. Don't know why they got. I, I I've even heard that it was There's there were there were black people in the neighborhood who called on them. There were there were yada, different yada, yada. stories. There were there were stories. They were invited to a what happened party. after the police got there was there was a fight insane. between a white parent and a child or something. There was a lot of different stuff going on, yeah. and the police came to sort it out. And they were and the police were there talking to people reasonably. Yeah. Nothing was going wrong. And then but that one guy, that guy was a moron. In. I mean, it was just, you, was, you don't you but can't not to my Southern you, Baptist pastor. You can't friend. expect to throw a girl beyond anything else. You can't expect to throw a girl in a bikini Look, that, down on the ground and get on top of her a, and think she could have been concealing any kind of weapon in that bikini. No, you're you're <laughs> you're, you're Look, you're she, an idiot. She weighed if you seventy don't pounds, think. but you. He feared for his life. Uh, you're an idiot. And then he if you was don't waving guns at some bad. other people, and so. it's like white people making all these excuses. Like, how about you just say that this dude is a jerk? I almost said something else. I'm glad I. And, and they, but you, my point to that is they they may have been there legitimately. I don't know. I yeah, don't know the situation. Yeah. But and what they the what that guy did after they got there was not. I've never been threatened by a thirteen-year-old girl. Do I need to put a knee on a, a knee on her? Neck? Have you watched that video? What about when I you're a ten-year-old boy? And I, dude, it's it's. He, he's just <laughs> maybe there was just one girl named Alicia who was very big for her age. What was her last name? I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. wow! I almost said her full name at the beginning. And I said oh, she probably didn't listen, but hey, she, I, she was strong. I saw those comparison videos going back and forth. There comparison pictures, and there's the one of the young man getting escorted in or out of a lockup in body armor, and it was comparing that versus the pool party. And and then I saw another friend post, you know, a picture of. Young white man, young black man, both in body armor. And it's, and it's just this. And all of this. I can yeah. find the most, you know, out there example to back up my point, yeah. but that doesn't. And, and, here's, um, and here's what needs to happen on both sides. And, and this is this, give up the right to be right. Hmm. Because what happens is um, white people don't ever try to listen to what's going on. 
And they just said, well, I, you know, I've seen right. police and I never. It, it happened in the hall one time when somebody, and I won't call their name. Uh, I'm going to call them a name. But they were like, I'm white, and I've had I've been harassed by police. Yeah, but you weren't harassed by police because you were white. You were harassed by police because you look weird. <laughs> I, won't say, I won't say who it is. Well, they probably <laughs> could figure it out, you know. But it's like. Considering not everybody's posted. Hopefully they're not these, still like, listening to the show. Blind defenses. Like, stop trying to defend. Stop trying to win the argument and listen to what the other person That's is it. saying. And I can understand, you know. White people brought up to think police are something special because they chose this job. They put their lives on the line for thirty thousand dollars a year. Well, nobody told them to not have any skills and you know make thirty grand a year. I know. You know, I'm just joking. I, th- I do think people are called to protect. I think that's a Holy Spirit calling. Yeah. To, to be that to go into that for some people, and some people just need a job. I think, well, I think my brother-in-law is is getting ready to. My brother-in-law is getting ready to try <laughs> to be a police officer, and and uh, he actually listens to the show. And I think for him, like it's a calling. It's a, yeah. I mean, he's felt called to it for years. And 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 yeah. and talking to him, I think, I think it is. Yeah, um, and I know some great police officers that it is a calling. Yeah, and and they and they do it easily. And I think that makes a lot of difference. Easily. Yeah. Rev, you wanted me to shut this discussion down about eight minutes ago, but uh, I'm having a hard time here. Well, that's because you're asleep. No, it's because you keep talking. Well, that's what I do. do you yeah. There we go. Meanwhile, at the Hall that's of Dogma. That's what we should have done. We should have just played the sound effect. Hey, let, let us at no, least. That was awful. <laughs> let's at least sum it up. You'll never remember. I never remember that's coming. Let's at least sum it up. Uh, great discussion. Good points made. There are white people that are listening to this that are probably very offended by some of the stuff you said, Emmanuel. My job here is done. <laughs> well, I, look. I, I hope you're going to be able to sleep well tonight knowing that. <laughs> like I hope a you, baby. I, I hope it actually instigates some thought. I'm all for white people thinking about race because yeah, it, I think you're right. We don't think about it enough. Here's the thing. If you're a white person, you don't know what it's like being black. And if I'm I'm a black person, I don't know what it's like being white, but I assume that people give me money when I walk into banks for free. Unless and, you're that girl, Rachel, you've seen whatever. That Eddie Murphy skit, I assume. Yeah. That's yeah. brilliant. Have you you guys seen that Saturday Night Live? It's old Saturday Night Live. Oh skit. man, no, I we have to watch that after show. Yeah. Good if stuff. you didn't get that reference, that, that was a joke. Yeah. by the way, good discussion. And we didn't talk about this, and we won't talk about Concussion. it now. But, but a lot of it, and in, in this, in the in his case, I don't think it had anything to do with parenting. It had to do with influence. And anger, but some of it's how it's how you raise your kids. We actually talked about this in my uh, my small group Wednesday about how do you raise your kids with the reality of the world without making them a uh, little racist. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's black people and white people in my small group. Uh, in my and uh, that's that's what we talked about. There'd have been one extra white guy there if I didn't have a birthday party to go to. Yeah, because. It's a birthday party, and if you don't go to it, there won't be a next birthday party or something. I don't know. A birthday party in David's house is like it's – Oh, like it's e- sacred. It's like big Easter deals. or something. Oh, he cut off it's the show the, for it. I it's mean, not that's even one of his the kids. Deal. They're big deals. It's a brother-in-law. Like, Who doesn't even it, listen to this show? Yeah, and he's like, I would go, but my brother-in-law was having a birthday. And it's a grown – can't say that word. It's a grown man. <laughs> It's like I know what you were. Hole. I know what you were about to say. What was the general about? This? Like, uh, look, if you're blowing off stuff to go to a grown man's birthday party, uh, instead of being able to smoke cigars and talk about, 
race. Yeah. That's okay. So anyway. I'll catch you next time. When are you going to shut this thing down? I'm trying, man. I'm no. trying. I'm also trying to get uh, the bigot that's uh, in Periscope. What's uh, he saying? I want to hear. Uh, you don't no, know. No, 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 uh, no, I know. Is that the same guy who said earlier that yeah. black people didn't commit so many crimes? Yeah, well, he, he's got and, a little work. Can we do snap lines real quick? And by that logic, you know, if, if white teenagers would start shooting up random places so much. I, bro, I'm out of transition. You know, I think there we should go. start start uh, profiling white teenagers. Every time somebody shoots something up, it's some young Angry white guy hey, hey, with weird know, hair. You know what? Serial killers much more likely to be white. Uh, New mass town. shooters much more likely to be uh, white. Colorado. I find that fairly fascinating. The movie theater in Aurora, Colorado, Columbine. You're right. Look, that's what I said you earlier. When it comes about to when the it angry com- white teenager problem in Look, this country, when it comes to that kind of stuff, Stop I don't angry white teenagers. I don't trust yeah. anybody. So I'm on the lookout for any. This everybody. is the solution: lock up white teenagers immediately. Males, not women, don't usually do. This. You may get the drop on me if you're an 11 year old girl. That's about uh, the only. That's about the only people that I'm not suspicious of. Brad has a good question. He says, "Seriously, shouldn't we care more about behavior than motive?" I, I think motive defines. That's a that's a great question. I think motive defines the heart, and these sorts of of terrible actions come from heart issues. And so I would I kind of care a little bit more about. But we can't fix heart. You we can't. No, only the gospel can. I mean, but I mean I do I think motive is important. Of that. You kind of agree with Brad. Yeah, I used to tell my when I was teaching, I was telling my students, I was like, you know, and I was teaching counseling, and I would say, look, just be yourself. Unless yourself is horrible, then by all means, be somebody else. <laughs> like, you know, just fight that urge to be yourself if yourself is a horrible person. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't, really, I don't disagree with that. And it's easier to deal with with behavior than it is to deal with motive. A lot of times. Because we don't know. It's easier for us. Yeah. It's easier for parents. It's easier for humans. Precisely. Because yeah. um, we won't. You know, we're not going to solve racism tonight. It's that's going to well, be there. Doesn't though motive? As long as we've talked, if you deal we with motive, if now. you deal with motive, if you deal with motivations, can you stop future behavior? But but do you think there's anything that was going to deal with that guy's motivations? No, that guy's. And, and I well, I was going to say that guy was a crackpot, but I don't think he was a crackpot. You don't think, think so. That's so. what they say when white people do bad stuff. I they, know. You said they that They blame earlier. it on mental illness. He was white. He couldn't just be that angry. You think he was just a jerk? I mean, a, a, a mega jerk. I think he was a person who was upset, and he was – I have a hard time fathoming that, that kind of anger. I mean, I just, I'm just, I'm not saying hung, it's out there. I just never dealt with you it. You haven't hang around the, you haven't hung around the wrong people yet. That's what there, I'm saying. There is, a, there is power in belonging to a group, right. and as somebody who has been in a group of angry people, you'd be surprised. Which, especially guys, I think he planned to kill himself and chickened out based on that. Right. That's I, I, possible. He told that he even told one of the people that I'm gonna, I'm gonna be dead. I think he planned to not be there or suffer the consequences, and they chickened out of it. Well, I think he he missed an opportunity to man up. Well, although in prison they put him in gin pop, he's going to be uh, popular with the fellas. Oh yeah! All right. Snap lines, headline news for the Snapchat generation. Now over to you, Fleek McConnell in the field. Fleek, 
All right, so this is the segment where I give you guys some headlines. We are uninformed. We're just going to read a headline, and you give your reaction to it. And we're ready. Yeah, it's like 2 a.m., and we're out of time for the show. We're going to make this fast. So uh, probably just one comment per person uh, or one person commenting per headline. We'll start with Chase. First headline, why the Pope is going green. The Pope is going green because that guy is the trendiest religious leader I have ever heard or read about in my life. Really? It's all about the fads. Harry Noble disagrees with you. I'm not surprised. Uh, okay. I, would, I was thinking something along the lines of you know wearing fake jewelry, but maybe that's not right. <laughs> there was something about fruit of the vine and enjoying libations. Snap lines, by the way, just as a reminder, comes from kind of the concept of Snapchat, which is just very quick photos. Yep. Uh, so we just we don't want to remember in the morning. Usually nude. Yeah. <laughs> we are. This is not the meaty part. By the way, no, we're have, just we're just. If you have kids, keep them off of Snapchat. Don't yes, let your kids. Yeah, please we're just, let, yeah, don't let. If you have a spouse, keep them off of Snapchat. Unless just you and your spouse are on Snapchat together, and and what yeah. are the chances of that? Then it's all good. And then you know, unless you have hairy armpits. All right, Nick, over to you for this uh, next headline. The Church is the Greatest Movie Trailer Ever. Oh, my. Are they talking about Sunday? What did you say? What would Stephen Furtick say? (laughs) I was going to say definitely in the summertime. If it was the Hall of uh, Dogma Church, it would be the Long Long Trailer. Yes. The Church is the Greatest Movie Trailer Ever. Yes, it was an article about how the church can be a foretaste of heaven. Oh yeah, no. I thought they were talking about what all the are they pastors about? that want to take the summer off and just. The what do you picture away? us doing in heaven? Not church. <laughs> Look, you're going to start unconverting people if you start talking about church in heaven. Emmanuel, why don't you take this next headline, buddy? People. Here we go. The Christians who annoy us are the Christians we need the most. <laughs> I'm gonna Benjamin Corey. I'm not amused. <laughs> I know he wrote that. Uh, Did he really? This, no, I don't know. This is like an article. It sounds like something that, that somebody with questionable theology would say to justify their questionable theology. This is an article about learning outside <laughs> although, of your tribe. Okay. Although I, I'm probably an annoying Christian, so I'm not sure. Uh, Chase? Maybe we benefit from that dynamic sometimes. Chase, yep. why, Donald, why Donald Trump's campaign is really good news. Well, it's good news if you're a Democrat, <laughs> or if you're John Stewart, or if you're John Stewart. That's true. If you're a pundit, it's good news. Have y'all seen the uh, the Donald Trump? So it's like the Barack Obama. You remember the Barack Obama image with him, and he was kind yeah, of red and blue. Red and blue. All right. So it's Donald Trump, and he's red and blue, and it says, "We shall overcome." Yeah, that's nice. That's beautiful. <laughs> you got that's it. Awesome. Hey, true story. By yes. the way, CNN was blaming the shooting on Donald Trump. No, oh that's moronic. Really? People like Donald, Donald Trump, was, Mike Huckabee, those guys are running for office because uh, for Trump, it drives up his uh, his image. For Huckabee and people like that, they get speaking fees. This is not a real run yeah. for the presidency. By the way, it I actually would vote for Donald Trump. Bottom line, I like him because he's mean, which I, I look for in a politician. Did you see some of the uh, some is of his that? comments at his? Uh, Opening whatever where he announced he was going to run for president were really funny. Look, Actually, I, I, I come like from it. a long line. My mom loves Trump. We loved Trump in my household growing up. So, 
Um, I'd, I'd, I'd vote for Trump. Wow. I know. But who, who else are you going to vote for? Exactly. Well, not Hillary. Exactly. So who I read today she's was talking about how she's not shaving her armpits. Well, which is right there a reason <laughs> I'm not been doing for that for her. years, Manuel. She was talking about um uh, she was also blaming uh, deep deeply held religious beliefs need to be uh challenged and changed when it comes to certain issues like abortion. She's an idiot. Okay, so uh final uh, headline Christian headline for snap snap lines tonight christian college president quits after attempted layoff of pro-evolution professor any thoughts on say that one more time please i'm just typing christian college president quits after attempted layoff of pro-evolution professor didn't do his job well the christian college uh President tried to lay off a pro evolution professor. Is yeah, that's, guess. Well, what college so was he, it? So he tried to over. Yeah, he tried to. It doesn't. It made it sounds like it, he was outraged that they were so somebody else was trying to. No, fire the, he tried to fire a pro evolution professor, and um, I'm not giving up a six figure income for that. Uh, that's very vague. Choose better bat- battles. Well, evolution. That's happens. the whole point of this. Evolution is real. The, the The question I think really boils down to uh, did. Uh, is uh, I mean obviously micro evolution happens. The question boils down to does macro species to species evolution happen? It, I, I know some Christians who think that you know they're the enemy of all evolution, but evolution happens. It's observable in one's lifetime that it happens to a degree. I just don't personally think there is evidence, scriptural or otherwise, that man evolved from primates. Yeah, but uh, or from lower primates, and, and I and I agree with that, and I, and I'm I am I'm a six day guy, um, but I wouldn't try to fire an evolutionary. That's out of all the teachings that I would want to fire you over. That is not one that I want to fire you over. I, it's like I got better things to do. I got six six figures coming in from being the president of this school. I'm good. I'm not going. Well, I wouldn't. For, I wouldn't fire a progressive evolutionist. I, I wouldn't. So you fire. would fire an evolutionist if, if all of his other doctrine stuff was in a a, a body pile. Christian college. Would, I, I wouldn't want an atheist evolutionist there. No, he might not be an atheist. Now, now if he's atheist, theistic you, evolution. I don't believe is biblical in any way, shape, or form. Would I yeah, fire a professor that, that believed that? Uh, probably not. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, if you're a Christian college and you hire an atheist, then your screening process. That's a problem. Uh, absolutely. But this so it depends a, on what level of school. How much freedom do the professors have to just kind of say, I don't care what you think to the president in terms of, hey, a lot. can't teach depends that. depends on the school. My yeah. brother teaches at a Christian school. I've taught at a Christian school. It's dicey. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, and that's the question because, I mean, you know, I'm thinking of, you know, public school, you know, Lisa has some pretty constrained boundaries as to which she can talk about some things. Yeah. Other so things imagine are, that as being worse in a Christian school. Really? It can be. See, to me, that if, if if that box is even smaller or you can put the professor in a box, then... Yeah. The problem I have with it is I don't know when it was that we started making evolution like, like the, the issue. Down, yeah. Like there's there's bigger fish to fry, and I know some people say no, but it, it leads to other things because it leads to the what you believe about scripture. But like, 
look, I think evolution is stupid, but I'm not gonna I don't I'm not gonna spend time arguing about it with yeah. somebody or gotcha. you know firing somebody because they're wrong about one point of theology. Yeah. If that was the case, there'll be no pastor <laughs> who would have a job. No pastor, no teacher. Yeah, nobody have a job if they had to be right about all the theology. All right, Fleek, we are done. We're done. Yep, that's it for snap lines tonight. We had uh, we had one that we we're going to try to kind of do a little bit of discussion on, but we are uh, out of time, and you guys discussed that one. So, meanwhile, in the future, at the Hall of Dogma. So to uh, round out the show tonight, listener feedback. First of all, big shout out to Nathan Martin who if you will join the uh, Hall of Dogma this week, as we've already mentioned, halloofdogma.com, you can do, see... Do you want people to stay in the Hall of Dogma? You can see Nathan, as a special gift, do the... I don't even know what... How do you call it? The Dougie. The Dougie. The Dougie. The Dougie. Chris Atwood apparently benefited greatly from that. It's actually pretty good. Actually... It's not bad. Not I mean, bad. I, I know... Look, I don't know if the, dogmatic if Dougie, the Dougie the is the actually a good... Dan- but I mean, Nathan... This was pretty good. I mean, he moved in ways that I wouldn't have thought he would have been able to it move. It was a little fast, but I, I thought it was. I thought it was good. I was impressed. Why didn't you look at me that way? That's just kind of an awkward thing to say. Well, I'm just saying he he, <laughs> he was he was moving around he moved pretty well in a way that I thought he <laughs> yeah. could move. Hey, it's more power too, it, you, Nathan. What do you good I mean, job there? You didn't think so? You were. I'm, I'm, you pictured Nathan being able to dance that way. Show you title. First met David him? likes no the way comment. Nathan moves. That's there you go. Show title right there. <laughs> Let's not let's not do that one and say we did. Uh, I we may have had Twitter feedback this week, but I didn't actually check it. We actually had a ton of Twitter feedback this week. But why don't we, we uh, why don't we play? Uh, I, I understand was, we have a voicemail. There was a lot of Periscope. We have feedback. a few. I understand voice we have some voicemails. <laughs> so let's. Uh, I, I'll look up Twitter feedback while uh, you play our first voicemail, which is the first one coming from who I'm ready. Who who I was most looking forward to, Barbara. <laughs> We have a voicemail from Barbara. Would you like her to speak first? Yes. Hi, guys. It's me again, Barbara McQuellen from Northern Saskatchewan. But not today. Not today. Today I did something similar to that adorable bread milking, and I went on vacation. So today I'm calling you from beautiful Gulf Shores, Alabama. No, Bobby, this is not Florida. Florida's close, but but this is Alabama. Anyway, I was calling to ask you guys if y'all would address the subject. What is your most embarrassing moment as gospel friends? You see, yesterday I went into this surf shop and I was looking for a pair of thongs because it didn't have any because you don't really wear thongs in, in northern Saskatchewan because it's so cold. So I kept asking the girl, I need some thongs because you told me where the thongs are. She kept sending me... Yes, Bobby, it was horrible. Yes, she kept sending me over to the underwear. And not even good badness underwear. These were horrible. I don't even know how you put these things on. So I asked her, no, sweetheart, I want thongs. And she said, these are all the thongs we have. And I said, these are not thongs. These are horrible, horrible underwear. And she said, I don't think you know what you mean. And I pointed to an old teenage girl wearing thongs on her feet. And I said, those. 
And she says, ma'am, in Alabama, we call those flip-flops, not thorns. I, yes, Bobby, it was horrible. Bobby, wipe your mouth. Anyway, it was horrible, and I was so embarrassed. So, I would like to know what was the most embarrassing thing for you, Chase Thompson, and David McConnell, and sweet little Nikki. All right. Love you guys. All right. Well, that was it. <laughs> that was pretty that, close. That was, that was my most embarrassing <laughs> moment ever on the Gospel Friends was Barbara's second call. I like Barbara. I don't know. I think there was um, something about Asian security devices. Asian Oh, the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, the orange... Security things. devices. Yeah, the orange security devices. Yeah. David has never been so emphatic about an edit point. Yeah, that one had to be that one had to be edited. Okay. The situation last week is I don't remember that. Pretty awkward. Most of, I think probably most of our edit our most embarrassing moments. <laughs> wow. That was wow. embarrassing for me. I think most of our embarrassing moments never made it to the air. Yeah, yeah most of ours have, It's mo- on the cutting room floor. Yeah. If anybody ever finds that. that floor and somehow manages to put all that stuff together. So I used to have all the, I used to have all the original files backed up on the same web server, just in a much harder to figure out folder. And the um, web host I use figured out that it was more of an archive than it was production stuff, so I had to move it. Barbara, we do thank you for calling in and um, look forward to further. We do. We 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 really like you, Barbara. Sorry um, about that yeah. that misunderstanding relative to the underwear and footwear. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's a bad thing. I can see a Canadian getting confused. I, I really dislike when people call sandals thongs. It yeah. bothers me. I don't know why it bothers <laughs> me as bad as it does. Well, now uh, you know well, it's why. Just it's After dumb. that voicemail, you know why it bothers you because. Because it's it's not right. We got we got a little bit of uh, Twitter feedback this week. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter at my gospel friends on Twitter. Uh, pretty good feedback about uh, Pat Robertson last week. Chase, uh, do you not have your own Twitter device? Yeah, no. uh, yeah. battery. At a non church member says, um, can we just call a spade a spade and just admit that Pat Robertson stinks? Uh, Hashtag truth. Christians yep. are mean people. Uh, <laughs> Chase let them have it with both bats. So, I noticed I, I, in the, my so gun again. I actually so noticed. Thinking about it. I noticed in the uh, Emmanuel, you and uh, maybe Rob Johnson uh, a little bit. Uh, kind of felt like we came down a little hard on Pat. It's not that I thought you came down hard on him. It's it's if you ask me a question, don't get upset when I answer it like me. <laughs> I mean, it's just such a stupid answer. It was. It was a correct answer. No, it wasn't. It was. Lo- it was logically fallacious. It wasn't scriptural at all. I think it's scriptural. Oh, God does a God lot. God killed to- a three-year-old so that he wouldn't end it up like. Three. I thought it was. Three. Uh, I thought he was unborn. I think it was a three-year-old. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Anyway, regardless, God killed a child so the child wouldn't grow up to be Hitler or Stalin. You ever the, read the Old Testament? The logical fallacy. The logical fallacy in that is that God didn't kill Hitler, Hitler or Stalin. But th- here's the thing: there there may be some Hitlers and Stalins that God wants to be born, like a Pharaoh. Is I raised you up for this purpose, and there's some people who he's like, "Nah, you're just not going to be here." The, he let the Canaanites live, and he and he let them be, you know, evil for four hundred and fifty years because he said, told uh, Abraham the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete, and then he wiped them all out, 
uh, in the Canaan conquest because he knew in, in like women, children, grass, animals, like grass. like de- destroy it all. Uh, Nuke pick. I'm just saying. We Pat don't Robinson know. can't sit there and say, well. This is probably the reason because your child was going to grow up. I don't to think be. he said it was probably. He said well, it was I mean, a possible that was the first reason. thing. And I, mean, I think, it's a and I think that's a legitimate reason. point. I think he'd have been fine. I would have been fine had he stopped at God knows the beginning from the end. But I think he went too far on the other. Although I did like your point, which was if you call in and ask Pat Robertson for an answer, you probably deserve whatever get, Pat yeah. Robertson says. Exactly. Rob Johnson on Twitter at RW Johnson ninety said, "Good show, guys. Enjoy the talk on Robertson. Some things he said I agree with, but there are glaring." errors hashtag in every instance you're not going to read michael woodard's tweets you michael still like lawyers or i like michael woodard his wife uh went to the uh, garth bruce concert with me and my wife last week i got invited to that concert true story he yeah. doesn't live around here no he lives uh he doesn't live around here but his wife came for the concert by me, by going with me and my wife, I meant she was, you know, there in the building with oh, us and twenty other thousand people. That's, that's a great story. Uh, Michael okay. Woodard says, "So I guess Pat Robertson isn't a Calvinist, you know, God guess being not. sovereign and all." Guess not. And that was the other kind of like ironic thing. Like Calvinist took a offense to it. It's like it seems sovereign to me. I don't know if if Chase is a Calvinist. Right? Chase won't say what he is because he don't want to anger anybody. That's not true. What are you? Reformed. Okay. We have another voicemail. We have like sixteen more. This okay, is the well, we get show in history. Mark Adams uh, from Ireland. Ireland. Mark Adams left us a voicemail this week. I was hoping it was going to be Mark Adams and not some voicemail that's pointless to play. <laughs> you may just be disappointed. With Mark Adams, show. take it away. Hello, gospel friends. It's Mark again with uh, another joke. Actually, this is my girls decided that this would be the joke to tell since it's Father's Day and Sunday. I thought I'll go with their joke. So blame them. <laughs> Paddy Irishman, Paddy Englishman, Paddy Scotsman found a magic slide. And anything you said while you were sliding down the slide appeared at the bottom. So Paddy the Englishman started to climb up the ladder to the top of the slide. He sat at the top, pushed himself down, and as he slid down, he went, Money! And at the very bottom, he fell into a huge pit of money like Scrooge McDuck. So a happy man there. Paddy the Scotchman thought for a moment. He climbed the long ladder to the top, sat at the top, then pushed himself down, and he said, A Gospel Friends t-shirt for Mark, extra large! <laughs> and at the bottom, he got a Gospel Friends t-shirt for Mark, extra large and he was happy I bet. shameless plug I know but what do you expect <laughs> Paddy Irishman he climbed to the very top of the ladder sat down pushed himself off and went wee splash <laughs> <laughs> that is the best okay, I loved it Father's okay. Day joke okay, I've okay ever he can heard. have a t-shirt all right Mark uh, let's let's we gotta that make is that happen that's an old joke um, how about how about he can have I'm, a shirt if he pays for shipping <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, that's in Ireland. The version I heard had a different uh, substance at the end. Yeah, I sense yeah. another point coming. Uh, no, I'm not. Well, gonna he's not going to say it. He is from Ireland, right? Ireland. Yes. I don't know if he's Ireland or Scotland. So he's part of my kinship. <laughs> you better get that right. Ireland. I know that. Well, he's wow. offended right now. Well, he's part of my. He's part of my clan you can't from Ireland. Between an Irish, Irish and a Scottish accent. 
Sean Ian Mackey's from Sean. You're going to really count on David to be the one who's culturally sensitive. That's true. You're Sean right. Francis at his at at adhesive wombat. It's two thirty in the morning, man. Sean said, "I happen to uh, uh, like." I was just about to say. <laughs> I happen to. It's actually three thirty. It's three thirty. But, but that's what made it. I happen to like yoga pants. Call back to episode fifty-five. I look fantastic in them. Oh, oh, <laughs> and oh. get all kind of looks when I wear them out and about. I bet he does get all kind of looks for that. The truth uh, is, yoga pants make a lot of people look better than they really do. <laughs> I don't know. No, they don't I make. Don't they don't make Chase I didn't look say good. They make, I just say they make everybody look good, but they make they help. Well, I'm gonna try then. Chris Atwood, Chris Atwood at Motion and Meaning on Twitter said testimonial after doing the dogmatic Dougie. My wife immediately. Well, I can't finish that. <laughs> I was going to say you're going to read that tweet. I can't read What's that wrong tweet. Now I'm curious. Well, let's just say that they did what husbands, husbands and wives are supposed, supposed to do, according to Chris on Twitter. You can't say that on. You can't say that on the, on the air. Okay, they prayed did. together. They pray- what did you? <laughs> they prayed together. It probably actually was when not- mommy and daddy feel special about one another. No, no, no. Is that that was Chase. Said? I call it marital fruit. <laughs> Chase is the I one who special feelings. Chase is the one who said, "Well, mommy and daddy, you better have mommy so. and daddy have special feelings for each other." Oh, what did he uh, just say? Nothing. Only Nick heard it. What? No, and everybody else. Are you going to have to edit Chris, that out? We got to get better terminology. Let's just call stuff what it is, please. I was sex. Four, it was sex. Well, we I was four years old, and I knew the problem the is terms. God created it, and we're afraid to talk about it. I'm not afraid to talk about it. Let's talk about it right now. At no. Jacob no, Ali, no, no. All you at no, Jacob, no, no. at Jacob, in the morning, at Jacob Ali, if you're up. I really enjoy the hidden tracks at the end of some of the podcasts. Guessing a lot of people miss those bonuses. You should uh, just kind of as a uh, word. Uh, out to the listeners, you should always check when you get to the end of the Gospel Friends episode and see if there's a larger amount of time left. Exactly like you would do with a Josh Whedon like Marvel a movie. two or three minutes, because chances are, if there's two or three minutes left when that music hits, there's probably yeah, there's, some goodies. There's a segment at the end. Uh, little episode 55 has Clue, some I usually I end. usually try to put it right at about five minutes, Pat. I think yeah. it's five. Just depends. Right. Last, the, by last, the way, it's probably going to be about twenty minutes of stuff at the end of this. <laughs> this episode is going to be three hours. We have another voicemail. Are you kidding? Oh, oh my god! Who's this one from, Nick Emmanuel? I'm sorry. And there's no Hello white boys shoot me right now. <laughs> Hello, gospel guys. Hall nine thousand here. I would like to audition for the show. I can do impressions. Here is my David impression. In a world where heresy blankets, the airwaves, religious stuffed shirts suck the life out of Sunday morning, and prosperity teacher rob grandmothers of their pensions, free unassuming ministers endeavor to shine the light of biblical theology and put the fun back in fundamentalism. Here is my chase impression. This cereal has a good mouthfeel and retains it crooch. The after milk is sweet. I give it four spoons. And I can do Nick. If you guys want to join the conversation, you can reach us on the Twitter, at MyGospelFriends. You can also call us on SpeakPipe, for those who don't want to incur long-distance charges. Or you can buy some marijuana. I sound just like you. No one would know the difference. Hall 9 is out like a belly button. Follow me on the Twitter, (laughs) at the HOD underscore PC. 
Oh my! Goodness. So that was from the Hall Nine Thousand. Hey, that was well done. Yes, he, he he's really vying for a, a place on. The I show. thought he was our enemy, though. You know who I picture when I think of the Hall Nine Thousand? The um, what was that Disney movie? The Navigator. Flight of the Navigator. Flight oh, of the wow. Navigator. I love that movie. That's who I think of. That little robot That's that funny. came down the end. That's funny. Uh, that was good. I, I picture the version of R two D two that got left in the factory because he didn't quite work right, even though he gave it his best shot. Okay, that's good. (laughs) Well, hey, before we go, let's talk about how Christians today should deal with the Old Testament relative to the New Testament. David, we'll go to you first. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have the exit music queued up. What is wrong with me? What's going on? that in post. Why? Hey, Hey. Look, you know how to get a hold of us. Except for voicemail. We haven't mentioned that yet. Don't try two, to get in touch two, with oh, us in the morning. 205-575-9735. Or if you're an international listener or you're just lazy and don't want <laughs> yeah. to dial a phone, speakpipe.com forward slash the gospel friends. That's right. Leave us voicemails. I have it. I added it to the soundboard. Send us emails. All kind of things. Uh, by the way, I'd like to apologize if this show is a little, to go to sleep. a little sketchier than normal. It really is 2.31 a.m. in the morning, and our filters are a little battered and bruised. Dude, my filter was shut off when we got to <laughs> And all to I want to do now is talk in an Irish accent. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's going to be like, what is wrong with you? Shout out to Mark Adams. That was awesome. Hey, talk in an Irish accent, do the dogmatic Dougie dance and tweet or post in Facebook how that goes. Do it all at the same time? Yes. Do the Dougie. That sounds like a. Why are we not recording that? It's pretty good. It's actually pretty good. All the money that I had. There you go. I spent it in good company. All right. As Uh, much as I'd like this continue, uh, tune in next time when you may hear David say, Hey, 2 a.m., some beer, and the general, what could go wrong?
Not that I disagree with that sentiment, but uh, that's probably going to be an edit point. <laughs> or a title, you know, depending on how late Nick edit stays up and edits this. Wow. Yeah, this isn't getting edited tonight. I, I like how I like how it was um, David Final Fault and, and Emmanuel said that, so I don't have a Final Fault. Well, I, you're not going to top that one. I was really just trying to get us to stop talking. Okay. Because it's 142. Yes. I had a nap today. I can I can talk all night. Say, just play the music for snap lines. Should we do snap lines? I mean, yeah, we've already advertised. How, it won't take long. We're pretty, we're pretty we deep in the show, are we not? Oh, dude. What do you have yeah. the AC set on, by the way? I don't know. I didn't 70. Your, your, what is it? Your tropical nature we're tropical is, being, people, is being messed up I'll, right now. I'll, Bump it back up. Calm down. We won't have. It won't take long. I mean, we've already told people we've mentioned it like well, five times. Racist, yeah, because that's mattered before. Clearly, I've never known us to advertise somebody talking and then they're. Let's just do the daggum snap lines. It won't take long. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna totally on it. Here we go. We are very close to having more edit points for this show than we ever. did the last one. That's. I can see that. I can see that. Edit point. It's what's for breakfast. <laughs> Barbara. We have a voicemail from Barbara. Would you like her to speak first? Yes, because I've, right. I've, I've actually been excited. Why do you keep holding your hand up like that? Do you want to see how big your fingers are? <laughs> what? Okay. That Jay, means stop real quick. because We can't We can't stop. Like Nick has got like 19,000 edit points. I, I know. I'm, I just need to go over and turn the Periscope off because nobody's going to be able to hear the voicemail on Periscope. So I was just going to say thanks for watching. People have stuck with us for like two plus hours. Uh, we're going to shut it down. See you next week. We love you. Follow us. Amen. All right, go ahead. I feel sorry for you. <laughs>